Live from Cool Boys Central. Hold your dicks and rub your tits. You'll be ice cold. Here come the cool boys. Just a young boy. So cool. So cool. So cool. I see cool boys. What, you drink skim milk, don't you? No, I drink no milk. You don't drink any milk at all? No milk, no. Milk is for babies. <laughs> when you grow up, you have to drink beer. Arnold Schwarzenegger, Pumping Iron, 1977. Ooh. That's a blue moon, limited release, summer, honey wheat, and it tastes like shit. Really? Yes. I already had a couple. They taste like shit. That crisp sound was the sound of Red's Wicked Apple Cider, which I, I'm drinking tonight. And that was the sound of red wine going down my cum hole. <laughs> the throat. All right. I thought your cum hole was your asshole because you wanted to get fucked by Zangief, not, 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 or whatever this, whatever that, that would you rather would be. No, it's definitely my throat. Greetings, Cool Boys Nation, and welcome to the Cool Boys Podcast. As always, I'm Felk, and I'm here with Ballard and Nolan. Uh. <laughs> No, that was a cum shot right there. Splooch. Okay. Sploochies, sploochies. Splash. <laughs> splash is like one of the greatest words when you said it in a gay voice. Splash. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait to see the remake. Um, he splashed me. <laughs> <laughs> he splashed all over me. It was sick. So what's new with you guys? Noli, you were just in the uh, beautiful paradise. Where were you? I was in the Aloha state. That's that's the thing, right? Yeah, no, it's, it's the nation of Hawaii. It is the Aloha state, but it's also called the paradise of the Pacific. Hmm. And I remember that in the early '90s, Dan Quayle uh, was speaking at, in Hawaii once said, uh, "Hawaii is a great nation, and it is with us." And a lot of people speculated that he did not know he was in America. <laughs> he said that. Yeah. It's a great nation. Um, well, Noli, how was Hawaii? What'd you do? It was good. Uh, we went there for a wedding, so a couple days were tied up in that kind of stuff. Um, you know, it was relaxing, but not as relaxing as a normal trip would be. But, you know, good times were had. But structured, at least. It was structured. Very structured. It looked like you got to ride in an aeroplane or a helicopter. Well, you do take an airplane there unless you're going by boat. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it took a little helicopter ride around the uh, beautiful island of Oahu. Whirlybird. Also took a boat around the island of Oahu as well. So I, I did. I flew. I was by air, land, and sea. Hmm. Hey, so uh, how many times have you been to Hawaii? You been there before? I've uh, been there uh, many times, but I haven't been to Oahu since uh, – I was a little child, but have either of you been on a helicopter before? I've never been to Hawaii. I thought that's what you were going to ask. I've been on a helicopter. Okay. Yes, I've been on a helicopter, and I was on a helicopter in Kauai. Yeah, see, I think a Kauai helicopter would be pretty badass. It was. Yeah, I – they're fine. I thought I'd be more nervous on them. They felt felt fine to me. Oh, was that your first helicopter? Yeah, it was. And I I liked it. 
I liked it more when it was zooming across the ground more. When you're up in the air, I just felt like it's like a slow moving, like hot air balloon, even though you're going pretty fast. I, for me, the first time in the helicopter, when it lifted off the ground, I, that got me like immediately like butterflies in my stomach. Cause it was just this weird concept of just suddenly being off the ground, but not attached to anything, not having cables attached to me or, you know, uh, some kind of like, you know, uh, uh, pylon system attached to me. It was just literally like, just whoop, you're floating like that to me. I was like, Whoa, that was weird. Yeah. And then I got really used to it. But when he got close to the cliffs, um, around like Waimea Canyon, uh, to me, that made me a little nervous. Cause I just kept thinking like, Oh man, if you wreck this, we can't bail. You ride a helicopter all the way down. Yeah, that's when it's worth it to me is when you're getting close to stuff. Um, and the, the he did a couple hard banks, and the, my stomach did not like those as much. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, that made me also kind of be like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, It's fucking like, loud, though. I think that's the one thing they undersell in movies is how loud a helicopter is. Yeah, and the constant vibration. Like, you kind of just – you get a weird vibe just by vibrating for a solid – I was on it for an hour, so that's like – when I got off, I felt – it felt like seasick. You, like, you, you know you, – it's hard to walk for a second. I don't yeah. know if you got that. Uh, no, not 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 with after getting off a helicopter. But I've had, I understand the feeling off of like roller coasters and stuff. But um, yeah, it, it it was very odd to be on a helicopter more so than a plane. I'm very I'm very used to planes, but it was fucking awesome. I love playing like I love flying helicopters in GTA Five way more than I love flying a plane. I just love that. Oh yeah, whole, helicopters are fun. I just want like I started doing multiplayer GTA Five recently, and uh, just to like play with it and i oh, just so this, did you finally pay for the subscription only five years late <laughs> no no i did i'm doing the beast i'm doing this thing called the beast and um or the burden or something like that i forget what it's called but it's like this alternate uh game you can play if you push like r2 while you're uh loading huh and it gets you online without having to pay I, so i'm thinking I'm, I'm gonna jump back into gta this summer because there's absolutely dog shit coming out as far as games for the next like, I, six oh months. my god but you know what's really got well, me super yeah. excited is red dead redemption 2 whatever they end up calling yeah, it but that's yeah like four in, years away enjoy playing that in november 2018 yeah i will i mean it's like it's, <laughs> it's, it's that is so far out that i can't even factor that into like my current play schedule i uh, know so real fast then can we just do a quick update on on because e3 sucked this year and there's yeah, no 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 it's not getting to e3 he's still in hawaii we haven't gotten no, anything no, no, in hawaii dude, yet i don't need this what else do you want to know about hawaii did you sunbathe <laughs> I, I no I, I don't i don't sunbathe that much because uh my wife is uh white and pasty and uh i get sunburned not easily, but I, if I get sunburned, it will definitely hurt. So I just take it as a, a positive sign not to get out in the sun too much. But I definitely floated in the ocean and swam in the ocean a handful of times. What about jacuzzi? Do you do any Hawaiian jacuzzi? No Hawaiian jacuzzi. I don't, is, that, is that when you just bathe in a cum bath? Yeah, it's when you bathe in a group of Hawaiian men that's, cum. That's a West Hollywood jacuzzi. Oh, well, A Weeha jacuzzi. I prefer that one. Yeah. Um, well, did you do any hiking or any trails? No. I Waterfalls? I do not hike, no. He, what, what did you do on he your to a wedding? Time? It wasn't a fun trip. It was a wedding trip. Yeah, but with yeah. The fr there's some free time when you're not like part of the you know the the bride and groom or the party. Well, uh, you can check your Snapchat because I we did have a, uh, a Miata was given to us. Felk, I drove a Miata for the first time, top down, tits out. Oh, was, whoa! This oh, is became this is this became the episode show topic. The show topic <laughs> Miata. Which uh, okay? Which gen? Which gen was it? I'm, I'm guessing it was in the early 2000s, maybe maybe 2008 or nine. 
Okay. Did it did it look like mine? Do you remember it, or did it have like extra bulges to it? That would be so. There's there's four generations. I'm guessing you were driving an NC. I'll tell you the f the fucking gas tank button is hidden in the center console. You have to like pull down like two compartments to find the. That's all four gens. Button. That's all four gens. Okay. Um. But uh. Okay. Well, what do you, I mean? I'm I'm assuming it was an NC. It was the third generation, not the brand new ones, which look a lot more angular. It wasn't brand new. No. Okay. Uh, what did you think? You know, it, it was just what I thought, man. It was a, a, a cramped little car, but the top was down and our tits were out. Standard or automatic? It was auto. Oh, so you didn't really drive a Miata. <laughs> I guess not. Um, yeah, no, that that, that four-speed uh, auto transmission is, it kind of defeats the purpose of the fun. Tell me this, did you put the, the top down yourself? Yes. Was no, there, no, no, was, no, no, no. It was uh, already down. a button. It was a button. A release latch, and then, yeah, I guess I had to throw it back, and then it snapped in. Release latch in the middle? Yes. That was the third gen. Okay, so that's my least <laughs> favorite generation of, of Miata. Uh, for listeners, I drove a Miata for 12. I, I, have, I have personally owned uh, two Miatas with a third Miata kind of thrown in there, uh, NAs and then NBs. I've driven Miatas for about 13 years. Uh, I almost bought a Miata, the fourth gen Miata just recently, even though I have a perfectly fine car because I love I fucking think it's the best car of all time. And on a on a side note, this guy also researched gay porn for days on end for our last episode, which everyone should go listen to, because if you haven't, it's a fantastic episode. It's full of great laughs and big cocks, monster cocks. I'm not sure what Miatas could possibly have to do with gay porn. Uh, that's a connection that I cannot draw. The uh, you are the only one then, and I can go on a full <laughs> rant about uh, why the Miata gay stereotype comes in. Uh, but that's the best thing about the Miata is that is the only sports car that works on chicks because anything else, any a Mustang, a fucking BMW convertible or whatever, girls, it's like it's like the guy who hits on a girl like immediately, like or, or tells a girl she's so pretty three lines in. It's it's it comes on so strong. It's so aggro, mm -hmm. so masculine. But a Miata is just feminine and subtle enough that it it it's disarming. Um, I, I can't tell you the compliments of like, oh, it's so cute. I hear cute all the time with the Miata. Well, I want to be cute. I don't want to be right in the beginning. It, it, it's it's just charming in a way, and that's where the gay jokes come in. Is is that it, because it is kind of disarming and, and um, subtle? But so you're like this cute little fluffy bunny that's all like you know like hey I'm not gonna lick your asshole mm -hmm. or like you know pressure you into anal sex and then all of a sudden you become this like this fucking <laughs> just butt tiger mm -hmm. all of a sudden and you're just like I'm gonna get this fucking you know ass yeah right, a cute bunny rather than like a fucking wolf or something because yeah those guys don't get their those guys don't get their asses eaten you gotta be the <laughs> cute, cute you gotta be the, the cute cuddly bunny first. Um, got to set them up real fast. You, so you drove on a curvy road and everything. Oh, drove yeah. on the curvy roads. Drove in the tropical roads. Uh, drove oh. into snorkeling. So I got out with my snorkel gear on. Went in the water. Got back in the Miata with my snorkel gear on and drove away. Fucking. Love you went snorkeling. It. See any cool fish? You know, I uh, I GoPro'd the whole thing. I have not checked the footage yet. Uh, you have the GoPro of you in the Miata. <laughs> I have iPhone footage of me in the Miata. Okay. I'll send I'll send it to you if you really want me to after this. Yes. Please, will you do a cool boys review of Miatas? I, I, I wish I did it while I had the car. Well, just do it in, with voiceover and just show the B-roll. Yeah. For UK listeners, we're talking about the Mazda MX-5. Yeah. See, it was a vacation that also felt kind of rushed, if you know what I mean. So it was like... Yeah. Structured. It was very structured. Yeah. I could, I could only imagine, though, having 
uh, the kids there because that would have been a fucking shit show. Jesus. Yeah. Sometimes it's fun not to have them. You know, do you know real fast what happened to, to my Miata that I, I, I uh, gave it <laughs> back to my family uh, in exchange for a, a better car and they, they sold it to like a family friend. And I'm pretty sure it was in like it, it just died like a month later. So you immortalized that Miata on film and then it died from this world. Oh, and I, st- right. <laughs> I, I have I have been in the Miata if you count the one stunt I did where I jumped on I ran and jumped onto the back of your uh, trunk and hung on as you drove and then I climbed in. That was the most dangerous thing I've ever seen anyone do, by the way. What freeway were you on? We were on a road (laughs) in downtown L.A. I actually think that was the most dangerous thing I've ever done. Yeah, you easily could have fallen off that and gotten run over like your leg or something. (laughs) I would say you were going a good 25, 30 miles per hour. And you kept telling me or either you or go uh, faster, go faster. Yeah. So I was got to get the shot, man. Got to get the shot. Well, you know what? I got to say, I'm I'm so happy I stopped Felk from an E3 rant. Because we didn't get into a Miata rant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Moving on. Uh, let's, let's talk about Well, E3. how about this? Felk, let's, let's go over E3 real you quick. You can't tell me you drove a Miata for the first time and not expect me to ask questions. Oh, yeah. I love it. No, I love it, Felk. But let's go back to E3 for a little bit. Tell us about E3. E3 sucked this year. There was there was not a single new or really exciting game announced. Did, yeah, was there so anything? I missed everything in Hawaii, and I came back, and like, there's nothing to even watch. So I don't even know what the fuck happened. Nope. I think uh, it was Spider-Man was the only game that came out. That was announced <laughs> last year. That was announced last year, and they just no, showed but the more game, gameplay. They showed the footage of it, and it like blew everyone away. Did it? That's it just looks like a Spider-Man game to me. Is it like it's like Arkham Asylum with Spider-Man? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think it blew everyone away, considering because everybody like there's nothing else there, you know. So it's like, oh, this is the only thing that's there. Footage, the gameplay footage of Spider-Man, and it looks amazing. There's a more powerful Xbox coming out. Great. Wait, what the fuck's up with that? That doesn't mean any shit. You know, that's just fucking iPhone 5. You know what I mean? Like, that, that'll be the case forever. So are we now releasing, like, four consoles, four versions of a console now during a console cycle? Yeah, pretty much. God damn it. Fuck this shit. Yeah, exactly. It's It might it might not be. It might just be, like, the, the iPhone 5, iPhone 5S, iPhone 6, iPhone 6S. This is the S. Uh, but that's the had... problem we're getting in with video game consoles, that we're getting into these, like, versions of them, like, multiple versions of them. Like, I mean, like, there's no there's no need, really, for that game I got a PS4 Pro. Yeah, yeah, well. Well, yeah. I think technology is moving really fast now, so after, like, two years, uh, console's outdated, and you want to keep the console life at least, like, six to seven years, so I think they're just releasing Originally, these. they yeah, they wanted it, like, I thought, yeah, seven years was the average, but they're not they're not doing that anymore, if you think about it. It's I going mean, too gonna, fast, man. It's way too fast. I mean, because people don't want to be buying, con- consoles are too expensive to buy, but, I mean, if you really think about it, they're the same price as an iPhone or an iPad. Not, well, right. it depends on the one you get. My iPhone is, like, fucking a, a thousand bucks, but... Um, this is exactly like a shitty plan. so exactly even like some iPads and iPhones are even more expensive than these consoles. Even. I don't know. I have a powerful PC. I, there's no reason to ever buy an Xbox now because that's the one thing that Microsoft announced yep. last year was that there's no such thing as a Xbox exclusive anymore. It's just a Microsoft exclusive, meaning Halo and whatever else is just going to be a playable on, on Windows. So it's like you got a powerful PC, one less reason to ever buy an Xbox. So. Who do you think goes the way of Sega next? Do you think it's Nintendo or Microsoft? It's not going to be PlayStation. 
Uh, so Microsoft, I think it's Microsoft, dude. No, they don't got they don't got anything left, man. They're running on fumes right now. No, Nintendo no, almost no, 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 was no, 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 no. literally another Sega. Like, so Nintendo almost had nothing, but Nintendo still has IPs that people care about. Sega fell apart and stopped, didn't stop making hardware. They they just became like a shell of themselves. Microsoft's profit does not come from Xbox hardware sales. Their profit comes from uh, their software, and and which is a massive right. Income. Well, we're they'll talking just, about we're talking about Xbox, obviously. They'll right? just stop. So, I mean, so like, yeah, Xbox will be the first to go, but Xbox will just stop being. You think Xbox will become more the next Sega than uh, than? Um Nintendo would be? It's a bad analogy. Xbox is just going to become an app within Windows 10, which is what it already is. You you go in the Xbox store in Windows 10. I, I don't know if you know that. So well, do like, you think Nintendo then will be the, will go the way of Sega eventually because I think Nintendo's got to be on its like last life. I, I don't think I, any I, I don't think any of the, anyone's Sega what happened to them was they completely f- like fell apart as a company and are now just like a fraction of the size that they used to be. No none of the once, companies that's not going to happen in any of the three companies right now. I it's, don't know. I think if Nintendo if Nintendo lost consoles. I think they would they would like maybe hold on to Mario for like what like maybe five more years, ten more years tops, well, and then they would get rid of it. Thing, that's the thing about Nintendo. You know, they have Mario and they have Zelda and all that Mario shit that goes with it. But like we keep counting them out, and they come out and they fucking knock something out of the park like they did with the Wii, which I still don't think is a good system. But it sold like fucking hotcakes. The Wii was a long time ago. They haven't they yeah. haven't had something like that in a long time. So the Wii U no. died. Yeah, and dead on arrival, and now Switch is popular as fuck. So I mean, who knows? Is it? Is it? That's off one game that's rated like the one of the highest games ever rated. I want to. I want to buy the system to play this game. But this, and then, and then that thing. Sells the 3DS like is the old. Too, is, yeah. This is this is their biggest hit, and the Switch hasn't even come close to it. I think. You know, one thing that we haven't mentioned is that two thirds of the cool boys have seen Evan Stone in person. I called Does this him. Match uh, with anything we just said. I don't know. I, I don't know if it really matters. Um, yeah, no, I saw him outside of the SAG building. Uh, I'm guessing he was doing SAG stuff, <clears throat> and uh, he was uh, on like a Skype call or something, talking to like to his phone. But uh, I, I smiled at him, and he was like, "Thanks for watching," and because he knew I recognized him, I go, "You sir are a legend," <laughs> and he laughed. Yeah. And I then Noel, you saw him recently, right? I didn't, I didn't have the balls to say anything to him. I was uh, at Lowe's Hardware. Looking for knobs. For <laughs> <laughs> You're looking for knobs, and you found a big knob. And I was surprised how fucking small he is, because he was uh, much shorter than me, and I assumed he was much taller. Yeah, you told me that, and so I was expecting to look for like a five two troll. I mean, he's not five two. He's more like I'd say like five five eight. seven. Yeah, five seven. Yeah, five eight. He, I didn't say five two. Of, uh, he looks exactly the way he looks on screen except he's maybe a little stockier now and he was looking for hardware at 7 30 a.m on a sunday morning so his life doesn't sound that glamorous anymore i uh, i think i either intentionally or accidentally searched in a like long ass thread uh, of iMessages uh, for evan stone because i was like has one of you seen him before before I, I i sent that and there is a text from nolan from like 2013 that says something like uh, stop the presses. Evan Stone has cut his hair. The world makes no more sense. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah, he did at one point. He cut his hair. He like went short. He had beautiful long hair, and then he went with like well, a regular cut. When so I saw him. You, went, you went back four years worth of text? No, searched it. Oh, okay. I searched Evan Stone because I was like, I was going to say I'd seen him, and I was like, wait, has one of you seen him? Because then I, that'll take some of the steam out of me seeing him. All right, let's so let's let's Evan Stone our way back to E3. What's going on there? That's a, <laughs> that's about it, man. There's a fucking pirate game that looks like shit. 
I hated the pirate stuff from Assassin's Creed 3, so I have no idea why they're making that double game. What about Evan Stone's Pirates? Oh, that's... <laughs> that, yeah, there you go. That brings Jesse us back. Jane. Are we back in E3 or are we back in Evan? Evan. You're always back in Evan. Well, I mean, do you want me to do my updates real fast? Yeah, I want you to do your updates. Go I, ahead. I, I, I watched like three movies and I could barely even remember what they were until I told you that I watched... Uh, remembered. I also watched uh, Ocean's Eleven because it was on uh, Amazon Prime. I hadn't seen it since the theaters. It's fine. It's still good. It's still good. I mean, we, people go get to be cool, just cool in movies and, and hang out anymore. I watched uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Out of the Shadows. Uh, I'm still waiting for, to watch that. Forgot it as I was watching it that I was even watching it. Uh, <laughs> it's very much the cartoon done as a movie. Yeah. And when you see it, you go, oh, yeah, you really can't make cartoons into movies. Yeah, basically, Not like verbatim. Basically, it's like, oh, man, hey, young memories of, of nostalgia. Uh, just the like, what do you want to see out of a TMT movie? Oh, I want to see like just like the cartoon with Krang and. The rhino and the fucking pig, and they put it on screen. It's like, oh, yeah, I was an idiot when I was a kid, and I like this shit. <laughs> uh, yeah, I can imagine. I'm still gonna watch it. It's uh, Amazon keeps reminding me that it's available on Prime now. It's like, turn it on. Did you turn watch the first on. one? I did, and I didn't. I didn't mind it at all. I thought yeah, it was this fine. One's mu- this one somehow doesn't even bet like more right by the cartoon, and is yet somehow even worse. Oh, that's unfortunate. Yeah, yeah the first one's good. But I like the first one, but this one was like shit. Forgot to mention, I saw another sequel on the on the plane, John Wick Two. Oh, no spoilers! I haven't seen Wait, it yet. John Wick Two. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. I liked it. I liked it a lot. Uh, it I like exactly the first one more. Like the first one. Yeah, it, yeah. I think kind the first of. No better. spoilers. It's more talking. No spoilers. It's more talking. No spoilers. No spoilers. It's still what happens. This is not spoiling anything, Ballard. I won't say anything actually. There's just a lot of killing. And eventually, yeah. a lot of killing just catches up with your brain, and you're desensitized to everything that's happening. Yeah, that I, I makes would, sense. I would say the body count in this is John Wick kills at least 200 people. <laughs> yeah, I'm not even, like a lot of Wiccan. I, I'm not kidding. But chapter 200. The way it ends, my dick shot through the roof of the airplane with the way it oh, ends. Oh well, we really? can't. Just take your headphones off, Ballard. <laughs> no, really? No, 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 no. We won't spoil it. Because I have we to could, listen to the. I have to edit this back. Are you? Later. Oh yeah, yeah. Some reason I thought I was editing this one. It's the next one. Um. Okay, well, don't just watch John Wick two right now. How about this? Oh, I'll watch John Wick two for the next episode in Cool Boys. Why don't you guys just prepare yourselves now? If you want to be part of the next episode, watch John Wick two, and maybe we'll do a special John Wick two fifty percent spoiler cast or something. Out. <laughs> yeah, we we can do it in ten minutes. I, I love John Wick. I love the first one a lot. Yeah, no, it's really good. I thought the world building they did with it was incredible. And you'll like John Wick two. Yeah, two two does that to like the extreme. And then, Felk, what's the other movie you said you saw? I watched Daddy's Home, and I don't have anything to say about it other than I miss when Will Ferrell was funny. It was a simpler yeah. time. Yeah. Well, I hope uh, The House is the good. House, but yeah. um, I doubt it. But, yeah, Daddy's Home was kind of sad. It had moments, and uh, but it wasn't as good as I hoped. It was just, it was kind of, it was lazy. It felt like it was just like they didn't need to flesh out things. Like, the whole movie, I was wondering who the fuck Mark Wahlberg is. Is he supposed to be, like, a play on, like, a deadbeat dad? Or is he, like, some kind of, like, you know, globe-trotting cool dad? It's like the movie never figured it out. He's literally just supposed to be the uh, don't judge a book by his cover dad. And then uh, Hannibal Buress, I thought, was just this weird character that ended up staying at the house. That was weird. Like, <laughs> that was weird. That it did not sense. work. 
Well, Daddy's Home is very stupid and dumb, and it's bad comedy, and it's very similar to something I saw this week as well, which was Fist Fight. And uh, Fist Fight is terrible as well, and it's one of those really? movies that like it doesn't even exist in a real world like high school. Like it, it exists in a world where like Columbine has never taken place, nor has any like violent crime ever happened okay. to any like kids because the movie is about this crazy prank day that all the seniors get to do, which is just out of control pranks that are just borderline violent and criminal and like, and like sex criminal even. And then it's just like the teachers have to just deal with it. But Ice Cube's the only teacher that loses his shit. But the way he loses his shit is so off the wall that it just could never play in reality. I do not recommend Fist Fight unless you just can't help but watch yourself some like, you know, Ice Cube and Charlie Day. Yeah. Then go ahead and go no, see No, that I was available were... for free on my flight and that was a hard pass. Yeah. yeah I, I didn't even, bad. I forgot that movie even happened and I thought you were talking about the, the foot fist way. Uh, There's some like funny you jokes You just finally it, like, watched it. <laughs> uh, Kunal from uh, Silicon uh, Valley is great in it as a security guard. Jillian Bell was great as well. And uh, the other thing I watched was um, uh, Neil Blomkamp's 20-minute short for his new Oats uh, series, the um, uh, – what was it called? It's uh, Oats Studio Volume 1 yeah. Raka. That's R-A-K-K-A. -A. And it's Neil Blomkamp's film, and what it is, it's truly just – these are like going to be three different uh, movies that are more concept pieces where you get essentially chunks of a film – kind of cut together to make it a movie but they don't end and it, that was definitely evident with the Rocka one it felt very much like Neil Blomkamp's um, commercials and old uh, shorts he used to do but it also felt a lot like the opening to District uh, District 9 which is kind of you know that documentary feel and um, and it's also all over the place Neil Blomkamp's only good movie should I, yeah. Okay. So be straight up with me. Should I even watch these? Yeah. Neil Bloomkamp, you know you're done. Rocka was really interesting looking and visually stunning. And the aliens were great. And it kind of does play on some like general alien conspiracies. But like, I don't know. I mean, it really depends. I, I just don't think I want to waste my I'm time. I'm done with the guy. I'm done with him. Yeah. I might be done with him too. I'd see Rocka as, as a feature length film. Um, and if that was shit, then yeah, I think I'd be done with them. So Gordy Weaver looked great in it and she was doing a great job in it. And she was, you could tell that she's kind of doing this as a, as a, Favorite? as a gift Favorite. because yeah. of alien five didn't go through. I love his style though. I mean, like I want him to succeed. I think he's got talent. I just, I two movies in a row now just been like not good. And yeah, you know, so they're free right now. This one, uh, uh, Rocka's free to watch, and so will the next two uh, uh, episodes of this volume. And the idea is that, yeah, once you, you know, watch these ones for free, hopefully they get enough funding, and then you can, you know, have, uh, you know, to pay, you have to pay for the next series, um, which will be volume two, is my guess. Um, I, I, if you're interested in Neil Blomkamp at all, or in like, you know, hyper realistic kind of sci-fi, and R-rated, hard R rated like content Raka is up there i recommend it to see it it's just 21 minutes um and uh it, it is interesting it's it's but it's, i mean there is no plot to speak of really and it does not conclude nothing concludes the only thing that's interesting about it if you're an alien conspiracy theorist at all is that it seems that they're using the kind of uh the ba the basis of the reptilians um as the villain <laughs> characters and that there may be some hints to the andromedans which are like if you kind of believe in the ancient uh, astronaut theory, Andromedans would be what are essentially uh, uh, angels, and they are like potentially beings or energy beings, 
and they're like you know bluish and violet and whitish in color so there is a, a reference to that where you see like an energy being that looks like an angel come out of nowhere to help some guy who's under attack by the um whatever the the bad villains are the bad aliens i forget what they're called but they're uh, they look like reptiles you they look like could not be describing a harder hard pass from me <laughs> uh, well, i do not believe in any of that shit and i really don't have a lot of put a lot of value in it i roll my eyes on all of it Reptilians. What, conspiracy theorists or what? or or the, the all the alien stuff? Yeah, the reptilian. Like, okay, maybe we knew someone who believed that reptilians were real, and I, I just was like, really? Oh God, uh, who? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Will oh, Ballard, yeah, totally. you had me at gay penetration. <laughs> well, Raka is full of gay penetration. Let, Let me, me respond to Ballard's because uh, yeah, I know Neil Blomkamp has uh, fooled me once. Shame on him. But yeah, after after Chappie, I was like, this guy doesn't know how to make movies. He is a VFX guy who had a good idea, uh, which was District 9 and had Peter Jackson guiding him. And without that, he doesn't know what the fuck to do. Uh, he should not be directing movies, I don't think. I think you might be dead on the money, honestly, with that. Uh, Excellent VFX supervisor. He is, and I think he is, and um, and I think Rocka, totally when you see it, guy. could be very much the same thing. I think it could be a lot like Chappie. I thought Elysium was probably, it was funny that, uh, I thought Elysium was not very good when I saw it, and it's funny to think that that's like his second best movie, that like, Chappie yeah. is that much worse. I, I couldn't make it more than 20 minutes into Elysium, the heavy-handedness of it was like, I get it, oh. a bunch of rich people are telling me how rich people are bad. Okay. You would have loved the ending where they literally not only is it heavy handed, right? The ending hits you over the head multiple times. Literally the final images of the movie. This is like, oh, my God, I get it. I get Give it. Give all your fucking money away, Matt Damon, and then we'll, you'll have a goddamn point. He you is. He's trying to save water. Um, but yeah, so but I am interested in the next two episodes of this volume. They are not directed by Neil Blomkamp. Uh, they are directed by other um, uh, sci-fi directors. Oh, good. And Joseph Dzinski, maybe another fucking VFX guy who somehow became a director. Wait, are you saying Joseph Kaczynski because you know that? Or are you just assuming? I thought I heard his name in association with this project, but I'm. Oh, I, I don't know. See, I actually don't know who the next two directors are. Oh, I bought a fidget spinner. I saw oh, that. They're neat. Get out of here. I'm on YouTube. Now let's turn up the heat and pump up the jam. It's time for the Cool Boys Show topic. Report preliminary findings. Not worried about her. We gotta keep him gagged. Cool Boy Nation, pop your cocks and drop your tops. It might be interesting and important for you to know. It's time for our Cool Boy Show topic. Hey, I like that. Spoilers. So cool. I always felt like my place is America. And when I was 10 years old, I only dreamed of coming to America and being the greatest and just uh, being different than everybody else. Arnold Schwarzenegger, Pumping Iron, 1977. So tonight, our Cool Boy show topic is Pumping Arnold. The ultimate cool boy, Arnold Alois, or fucking in English, Schwarzenegger, was brought to us on Heavenly Bods in Thal, Styria, Austria on June 30th in the year of our boy, 1947. He was so cool that he would make any boy swoon and stiff and every girl sopping and soggy. Not sure what sopping is, but he definitely made us soggy. Sopping wet. Yeah. <laughs> gotcha. By the tender age of 15, Arnold had begun muscle building and by the legal age of 18, joined the military for his country. 
where it would be proven that he was the most impressive specimen Austria would ever produce. <laughs> so, to continue this fabulous speech, at 20 boy years old, Arnie became the Herculean mass that we would all come to love known as Mr. Universe. Then, for just funsies, he would win Mr. Olympia seven times. In the happening 70s, the Austrian oak would take a deep plunge into the rectum that is Hollywood in a film called Hercules in New York as Arnold Strong. They dubbed over him as the assholes they were because they did not see the brilliance and glory that is the Schwarzenegger accent. His next series of films were white hot and hard as fuck as he went in front of the lens of true auteurs. Cameron, Verhoeven, McTiernan, Milius, Reitman, Glosser... <laughs> Glazer, Glazer, <laughs> Lester, uh, Ann Lester. Did you forget to Ann there? There's a lot of typos no, and factual errors in this. <laughs> Ann Lester. <laughs> I don't know if you got Glazer and Lester auteurs. <laughs> yeah, he didn't. He Arnold didn't do Mr. Olivia just for funsies. That was really hard work for him. <laughs> anyway, Arnold became the powerhouse he always dreamed of as a little sweet boy, so sweet and innocent, <laughs> angelic even, pure as the heavens and the snow. His name was on all the girls' lips and all the boys' tips. <laughs> it was an experience shared by millions all at once, and it was cleansing. After tearing up the box office for decades, Arnie would move on to the next phase of his career, destroying the California government for eight years as the governator. Many more things happened, blah, 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 Special Olympics, blah, 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 Chiana's wife with a maid, blah, 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 had to go at Celebrity Apprentice, blah, 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 can't get in good movies anymore, blah, 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 had a long-standing feud with Trump, blah, 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 now Arnold Schwarzenegger rests his uncomfortably warm, sexy head at his home in L.A. Tonight, we'll be honoring this everlasting hard-on by giving our top five Arnold Schwarzenegger films. Jesus Christ. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> <laughs> um, Ballard, once the podcast is over, Google mixed metaphors and look at some examples. I know what mixed metaphors are. <laughs> Do you? <laughs> that's exactly what I, yeah, that's why that thing was written that way. Okay. <laughs> so intention, it was I, intentional. I thought it was great. It was hard to read for the first time seeing it, though. Oh, yeah. Okay. So Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> is our show topic this evening. A man I have seen in person, shook the hand of. Uh, I think I'm about the exact same height as he is. He's not super tall, but he is several times my mass and a million times the man I will ever be. Absolutely. Yep. I've seen him as well in person, uh, met him and also got his signature on my college degree. Oh, wow. Me too. And I voted for him to be governor of California just so I could get him to sign my college degree. Did you, did you get, was he at your graduation? No, but you know, he's since I went to a UC, mm. a University of California, he has to sign all the college degrees. Oh, I didn't know that. Well, I'm he, sure it's a stamp. He came to my school and got egged. Google it. Oh, really? Google it. This is you went to a fucking hippie school. It's like why they egg him? Uh, I guess. I he he uh, so he arrived. I went to Chapman University. He was supposed to be my commencement speaker, but he pulled out at the last minute. But he did tape an episode of Hardball with Chris Matthews there, and that's where I got to shake his hand. Uh, but a year or so before that, he uh, hosted a because you know the film school had a, a, a pretty nice theater. Um, he hosted a special screening of Collateral Damage for charity, and he arrived in a helicopter landing on our football field. And spent the next 30 minutes, nobody knew he was coming because he kept it secret, but he spent like the next 30 minutes just shaking hands and taking photos with people, uh, with, with students. He was uh, 
one of the coolest people ever like in person that I've seen to like take time to just anyone who wants to acknowledge how cool he is and say hi he'll give him time it was really neat a true hero hmm? well you know it'd be interesting just to bring up before we get into our top five that uh, Terminator 6 apparently Arnold is back yeah. and it's gonna be James Cameron producing um what's his fucking face the guy from uh, that directed Deadpool yeah I don't think that's gonna happen yeah. I think that's I think that's happening. I think that's pra- that's practically going to be on on the way. And then apparently also um I was seeing that uh triplets might actually be on the way. Arnold's actually hoping to get that as a script running and done and all that shit and making a movie out of that in the next that few years. That has even less chance of happening. I think Terminator won't happen because Cameron is like knee deep and up people's ass, up his own ass with uh, Blue Fairy movies. Yeah, but Cameron's not doing triplets. No, but uh, I'm saying that's not gonna. I'm saying Avatar or whatever. Fucking Terminator Six is not gonna get made. Triplets is definitely not getting made. Oh, I think you misunderstand the way James Cameron works. This is how James Cameron works. He shoots everything motion capture now, then sits back and then yells at everybody through email. I'm sure of it. Like I'm sure he has plenty of time to produce another movie or even do it like five documentaries during the Avatar series, and then he just like literally just yell at people and be like, "Why does the fucking clothing not you know move exactly the way their fabric would move? Their fabric is functioning on a planet that is one sixth degree gravity is Earth, and that's what you know." And then like you know he gets all yeah. upset at them. I mean, what are my so, dying? My, what are my dying wishes would be for Cameron to direct Arnold's like fucking like Bon Voyage, like Final Farewell film as Terminator. That would be that would be fantastic, but I don't think it's going to happen. I want to see James Cameron direct the next Terminator film, and I want to see him direct it on the Marianas Trench. And it's about a movie about the Terminator being <laughs> stuck at the bottom of the ocean, and he can't figure his way out of it. I just want Arnold to have his his Unforgiven man. I just want him to have it. I don't know if he's going to get it. That's what Maggie tried to do. Deserves Unforgiven as a Terminator movie or as his character that's essentially, you know, uh, Running Man and Commando and Red Heat and all those variations of that character. If he got one more Terminator, that would be an Unforgiven. Or if they just did one more film that was sort of like Last Action Hero, um, but maybe played it for realsies uh, with a little bit of humor, but not like not in the movie world, but something where he's like a cop who's Hmm. like. Uh, you know, you gotta have a cop. We're missing these cop movies. What happened to the cop movies where one cop could stop like a fucking like nation of terrorists? What if Noli, if instead of like doing like a, another last action hero movie or doing like a uh, Terminator sequel for Arnold's, you know, farewell movie for his Unforgiven, let's say, what if instead of all of those types of movies, we just do an actual Jack Slater movie? I would take that too. And just do like a legit Jack Slater movie. Nobody knows who that is. No, who gives a fuck? It doesn't have to be an IP anybody knows. Arnold's the IP and, and, still. And name, and name it fucking Jack Slater 5. Name it Jack Slater 6 even or something. Yeah. yeah. Like uh, that'd be fucking awesome because you saw Jack Slater 5. Isn't that what Last Action Hero is? Yeah, it is. Yeah, but speaking of 5. Well, top five. No, I well, last one, actually, before we move on to the top five, I just want to go over a couple of updates for Arnold as well. So if you guys can go to the uh, links on the document... Uh, click on Iron Hug. Yeah. This is really important. This is Arnold's uh, something he's doing right now. It's called Iron Hug. If you click on the link, he literally just hug- he literally just hugged his son, and somehow that's a story. It's literally a picture of Arnold yeah. Schwarzenegger let, hugging. Let me his read son. it. Well, fuck. Let's just let me read it. Let me read the article headline for Noli at least. Iron Hug. Arnold Schwarzenegger gives his handsome son Patrick an affectionate squeeze in Beverly Hills. 
So I thought that was interesting. <laughs> Does anybody want to elaborate? This is on May 31st, 2017. <laughs> yes. It's a great story. I love how Arnold's wearing camo with blue gym shorts. He's rocking the camo, orange shirt, gym shorts, blue. Yeah, so the article just goes on to say, this is on uh, Daily Mail. Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger and his son Patrick embraced with a big hug after grabbing lunch with a pal in Beverly Hills, California on Wednesday, which sounds really nice. And uh, the 69-year-old star wore a camouflage jacket over a white V-neck shirt, blue athletic shorts, and white Adidas sneakers with white socks, which is, you know, very fashionable. And the bodybuilding <laughs> icon had his reddish-brown hair combed back and was later seen vacating the area in his lavish red Hummer, you know, which is just, you know, standard operating procedure for Arnold. So I thought that was nice. You you know really the nice. Daily Mail is just like, like us weekly. It's like a it's and like then, a tabloid thing that posts like shut it, your literally mouth, any. Shut it. You look like it's like Reese Witherspoon goes shopping for milk. Like th- that's breaking news. <laughs> yeah, man. yeah, that's important shit, Felk. All right, well, so I want everyone to click on the next link down. It's uh, called House Hunting. That's uh, click on that one, please. Next. And so. Um, uh, Felk, have you had a chance also to review this uh, link as well? This is an update of Arnold Schwarzenegger as well. <laughs> so, Noli, I'll read you the link. I'll read you the link because I know your computer's probably running slow. Arnold Schwarzenegger and Maria Shriver are house hunting for their kids, which is fantastic. Isn't that nice? So, yeah, the high-profile former couple are reportedly looking at pricey California homes for their children, Patrick and Catherine, which I just thought was wonderful. Maria Shriver and Arnold Schwarzenegger have been pursuing the real estate market in Los Angeles, just not for themselves. The former couple reportedly, with Shriver leading the charge, showed interest in buying two houses directly across the street from each other for two of their three children. Oh, that's nice. They're neighbors. Isn't that nice? <sighs> it sounds wonderful. Very nice. So, of all, very nice. <laughs> so that was from the um, from the uh, ArchitecturalDigest.com, uh, uh, which is just a great source for Arnold Schwarzenegger news. If you're ever interested in looking for Arnold Schwarzenegger news. Uh, architecturaldigest.com is a great place to do it. All right, should we get into our top five? Thanks for the update. Yeah, that, so so when people think of Arnold Schwarzenegger, in addition to things like hugs and house hunting, occasionally people think about movies he's actually been in. So here are our top five Arnold Schwarzenegger movies. Who wants to go first? I can go first because um, I have like an antidote. Okay, antidote. Okay. Or anecdote, you mean? Anecdote, yes, okay. an anecdote. I have an anecdote. Um, so I guess I'll go first, but before I go, I will say that I chose movies which I felt best represented Arnold Schwarzenegger. I didn't pick his best movies per se, just in the way that when we did our episode of Caged Up, I didn't pick the best movies that Nicolas Cage was in. I picked the best movies that represented Nicolas Cage. So for that reason, I will leave off Terminator 2 which is my favorite movie of all time because I feel like it transcends the Arnoldism, if that makes any sense. Okay. That's good because otherwise we'd have to all have the same list probably. Yeah, I think we'd all have the same list. So my number five, it's probably going to put you guys on edge. And it's not f- the first action hero, but it's the last action hero. Okay. Oh, that's my number four. Wow. Okay. Jesus Christ. Really? Yeah. Yours I'm is not even an ironic list. I Okay. Yeah, see, I had, I was, I was, my honorable mentions, I had Eraser there. Um, really? Eraser is the last great Arnold Schwarzenegger film we got. It, like, as as far as representing everything he's about, the puns, the one-liners, the one-man verse 100. I mean, that's the last time we saw that. 
and that was. I think that's the last time we saw quality action hero Arnold. I think the last great Arnold Schwarzenegger film, honestly, of that era, it was Last Action Hero. Last Action Hero was before Eraser, though. I know what I'm saying. I think Last Action Hero is the really is the true end of his like great career, and I think I think Eraser is really just more like he could, he could still do quality at that point, but he wasn't making great movies anymore. Yeah. So do we want to move? Do we want to talk about Last Action Hero now or wait till your number four? Let's just do it as my number four. So Last Action Hero. Yeah, I think it represents everything you know that Arnold's about, and it was it's it's it takes a lot of watches to actually appreciate it first watch you might be like oh that movie was stupid second watch you might be like yeah i don't get it by the third watch so you're like i get what they're doing here and they fucking pretty much nailed it yep all right so all right so uh i'll go next then i guess so um okay. uh my number five is total recall okay did anybody have total recall on their list i did yes. not it's my number what, four what? All right, well then, I, okay, so wait, fuck this. All right, so why don't we just get into Last Action Hero right now, and then we'll get into Total Recall after this. <laughs> well, you can't do two fours before you do my five. No, yeah. we'll just do his number five, and then we'll do my number five and his number four. So What's, we'll your, just, what's we'll your number five again? Wait, is it Total Recall or Last Action Hero? Noise la- number five is Last Action Hero. Let's talk about Last Action Hero. Last Action Hero. <laughs> we, just, we literally just swapped them. All right. So whatever, yeah. let's just get into Last Action Hero. So let's just get into that, and then yeah. we'll get into Total Recall next. I mean, yeah, like what I just said, it's it's it takes a couple watches to get, but once you get it, it's hilarious. It's totally making fun of Arnold Schwarzenegger. He does a great job of making fun of himself. The action is good. It's fun. Um, once it gets to the real world, the movie kind of slows down a bit, and it's not as good. But I know, love that part too. Though. Yeah, it's a whole different movie when that happens, and I. I think it's a fantastic film, man. I, I love I think it's it. Five Boys, honestly. It's Five Boys for me, God too. Oh, yeah. No, it's great. It really is great. It, it, it is literally plays on Arnold Schwarzenegger tropes. Everything. And, sort of. And, and the music is fucking incredible. Megadeth was the fucking song going into the opening for Jack Slater 4. And, and the movie within the movie, Jack Slater 4. I want to see that fucking movie. It looked great. And then Ian McKellen is Death. Yes. Yeah. Isn't that, I, I fucking love Dean McKellen's death. So you guys think Last Action great. Hero is a good movie? I do. I, do. I, 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 I love it. I think it's a great movie. I, I think, think yeah. I, I give it three three boys maybe. Um, I think it is a, an ambitious film. It has a unique idea, but I I feel like it's a failed execution. Like it, it no, was a meta story, no. not told. John McTiernan didn't direct it right. He he directed it like it, it didn't quite mesh with. Um, the comedy that they're going for because the action was done straight. It never feels cohesive. It never adds up to one thing. And by the end, it's all over the place. There's shit that just does not fucking make sense. Like, oh, they're playing off off. Like, what if a person from the real world came into an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie? Wouldn't it be fucking crazy that he didn't point out all these tropes, that you know, from uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger movies? But then there's a, a cartoon cat is a cop. Don't remember yeah, what mean, Arnold Schwarzenegger movie that's from. Yeah. It's just in the movie. Some things don't exactly work as well as the others. Like you said, it's a very ambitious film. And I think after a couple watches, if you either love it or you don't. And, you know, if you don't, that's fine. But I happen to love it. I think it's I think it's a very fun movie to watch. I love it. I think it's an um, incredible movie. And it, it's right up my alley. And I, I love that it's essentially the, the, uh, the, the mafia boss is a giant fart gag in the end. Yeah. Oh, and I love that, that elevator stupid. sequence. I thought that was a scene. Oh, I lo- but, see, but I so- love that elevator sequence because when that oh. fucking uh, helicopter takes out the elevator and then Arnold's holding onto the edge of the elevator and then he like, if the 
metal breaks off and he's just falling in slow motion and he just lets go of the piece and it starts falling with them and he's just free falling. That's a fucking great yeah. shot. That shot where the elevator breaks away and Arnold goes over, that's iconic to me. Like that's a great shot ingrained in my head. Like I saw it in the summer trailer and was like, I'm going to see that fucking movie for that shot. Yeah, that was an incredible shot. But and the I, whole movie's f- yeah. full of fucking action shots and hot shots. But, Phil, I get what, I get what you say. It's very it's, uneven. To me, like, it's like yeah. adaptation. Basically, it's adaptation as an action movie. And you, you don't that doesn't work. You can't break down what a movie is to the point where it falls apart. Um, there's that... Uh, I mentioned Ocean's Eleven, which is fun. That, that whole segment... You remember in Ocean's Twelve, where out of nowhere, they, they pull out the fact that uh, Julia Roberts' character... Apparently looks exactly like Julia Roberts. Well, Ocean's I love that. Ocean Twelve is, is a horrible movie. Yeah, I love that. And scene, that ruins though. not that ruins the entire movie because it puts it all as a dead halt and immediately is like you're watching a movie. This is all meta, and it's like that's pretty much what Last Action Hero is. Like it has unique ideas, like the scene where uh, Arnold has to go to uh, you know like a blockbuster. The kid takes him there to like, and the, you know Terminator's played by Stallone. Like that's a unique that idea, awesome. but it, it completely yeah, but it completely takes you out of any concept of like you're watching a movie anymore. Now you're just thinking about other. It, it, it does not gel. Even as a kid, I could not get into it. Too high, uh, too much of a high concept that does not mesh with its execution. I don't think it's a movie for kids. I think you need to watch it when you're older and be Maybe. like, I know what they're doing here. And yeah, like I'm like you said, not everything gels. Like you know, the kid fucking goes up the wall and goes across the moon like ET, and it's silly. And there's a cartoon cat, and it's silly. But the stuff that does hit, it's like super ambitious, and it's just, I think it it works more often than it fails. And Charles Dance is a great fucking villain. He he's is. a great action B-movie villain. He might be on my top ten list of villains just because he's so good in that movie. He's so good in that movie. And his eyes? Oh, give me a break. Have a nice day. <laughs> I love I love that last action hero. And I thought I like the meta ship. I love when Arnold bumps into Arnold. Or I, I love when Arnold bumps into Jack Slater. And he's just like, oh, the stunt double, you're amazing. You know, like it was just, oh, it was fucking great. I loved it. It's fantastic. Van Damme's in it. Stallone's kind of in it. Kind of in it, yeah. Arnold can just crash through the ceiling and grab two bad guys and be like, hi, and turn their guns and start shooting them. Yeah, you know? yeah shooting them, it's, yeah. It's, it's a cartoon. It, uh, I, I don't think it works. I think it is a failed execution. I love when he does chicken and then both cars just drive into each other and then he just gets out of the car and it's like a long take when he like drives away and then gets out of the car and he's just like, ah, oh, fuck. You know, he's all pissed off. Rubber baggy bumpy bumpers. Okay, so <laughs> your five is Nolan's four. So do I do my five now and then we move? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, Falcon's getting your five. Go ahead. My number five is the first film to successfully take Arnold as the action dong he was, action god he was, and bring him into uh, comedy by making, okay, a, a good use of meta humor, and that's Kindergarten Cop. See, Kindergarten Cop's what I struggled with. I mean, I would put that in my top five as well, because it's also a really good movie. It is, it is a fun, family-ish comedy that starts off... As a hard, hard R. R, yeah, hard, hard R. R, fucking uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger cop on a mission of revenge out for blood. So wait, before we go any further though, it is hard R. Who saw it in theaters? I did. I saw it as a kid. I, I did. I did. All right. So wait, who saw it with their parents? I did. I did. I did. Okay, great. So yeah, I saw it with my mom sitting right next to me. I remember being like, "Well, he just shotgun <laughs> that fucker right, right in the chest. <laughs> like he just took up that guy." <laughs> 
I uh, like your Sydney. He basically sexually harasses a fucking drug addict chick. That's <laughs> Ivan Reitman who directed that. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? I don't think nothing Ivan Reitman's ever done. I forgot about that. Yeah. And then it's a really and then it's a really hard R dark movie in the end. Who did like twins? the final like twins, action twins sequence? Ivan Reitman? Yeah. 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 So he did Arnold twice. Yeah. He did it all twice, um, yeah. And Kindergarten Cop was, sec- was second. So um, it becomes like all wholesome and cutesy as this hard cop has to, because of a twist of fate, you know, the, the, the lady cop has a stomach flu and he has to pretend to be the kindergarten teacher, even though he's really good at killing drug dealers, not like being a kindergarten teacher. But the movie, even though it has like super cute, super fun humor, ever so often it'll, it'll throw in that action sequence and then it culminates in the end. But it also threw in like fucking dark shit where he almost beats up the this dad who's abusing his kid. Like, yeah, it, it, it never it, it takes the hard R you know, predator style Terminator and plants him in to a comedy and it works. They tried subsequently to just put make comedies starring Arnold Schwarzenegger like Junior and Jingle all the way. It doesn't fucking work. Just have him be like a regular, you know, dad trying to get a toy for his kid on Christmas. That's Jingle all the way. It's fucking horrible, a horrible fucking movie. But Love it. You, you have him be watch Arnold every year. first and then God damn it. And then have him <laughs> and then have him uh, put him into Me that too, kind of movie. It contradicts it, and the contradictions where the fun comes through. You really both have watched Jingle All the Way more than once. Oh yeah, Felk, it's it's my kids' Arnold Schwarzenegger movie that they watch. Yeah, we, we every should let our listeners Christmas. know right now. I am a, a diehard Arnold Schwarzenegger fan, and I think Ballard's right there with me. <clears throat> yeah, I respect absolutely. Him. Yeah, Felk, you respect. Okay, I mean, to me, he's my favorite actor of all time, right there with Harrison Ford. I don't. I think he's had a lot of missteps in life, uh, or or in his, so his, his movies. No. Arnold's run from the 80s into the 90s is flawless. Okay, I see a lot of flaws on IMDb right now. That's why this <laughs> raw deal. That's why. The, okay, that's a bad movie. And so is Red Heat. But this top five was really hard for me. So was Red Sonia. It was. I like Red Sonia a lot. Oh anyway, fuck, I love that movie. Also, Phil Kindergarten Cop. I mean, I think it, I think for me it's five out of five boys. It 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 also produces some of the greatest uh, one-liners you can think of for Arnold that people have used for crank calls for the last decade yes it's not a tumor and it works because he's a fish out of water in the comedy yeah it's a, it's a great choice great film i love it brutal brutal movie yeah i give that actually that's that's for me that's five out of five boys as well all right uh, what's what's fourth well fuck well how, did you say how many boys it was for you oh every every one of my top five is five out of five yeah okay so my number five is nolan's number four and nolan that is Total Recall. Mm. God damn it, Cohagen. Oh my god, yeah. Welcome welcome to the party, Richter. What if what if um so what if they didn't go to Mars in the remake? What if it was like fucking like an elevator through the earth? Is that better? That's better. Let's make uh, it. Anyway. And so what well, I talked good version is a fantastic movie. Yeah, what I talked about earlier was um movies like teach you that transcend uh Arnold. And I think if you take Arnold out of Total Recall, it sucks. Yes, he yeah, it does. he makes that movie. Uh, he's believable. He's funny. He's charming. The action is like top notch. I mean, it's Verhoeven at its best. It's fucking super violent. And um, just think about how many really terrible Arnold 
fake heads there are in that movie, and it still sells the movie. Like the I movie know. still sells, even though Arnold's head explodes on Mars atmosphere in a dream sequence. And it looks terrible. That Arnold's head's about to explode on Mars at the end of the film, and then it also looks really terrible when Arnold's head comes out of the old lady mask that turns out to be a bomb. Two like, weeks. It just looks. Ho- it looks weeks. horrible. Yeah. Two weeks. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I think my favorite part of. Total Recall is a quote I heard Arnold like decades afterwards. He was recalling the movie Recall and he talks about it. He's like, remember that time I used that guy as a human shield and he took 100 bullets? That was amazing. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> That's just that a regular guy, right? That's not head. a bad guy. That's just a guy on the elevator. It's, it's, yeah, it's a civilian. It's he a grabs, random guy on an escalator. He on an escalator. And the guy takes 50 shots to like his chest and back. It, I think it's like second to uh, RoboCop and squib use on one actor at a time or one stuntman at a time. But like, yeah, that scene for me, Total Recall as a kid, saw it way too early. And Total Recall <laughs> for me as a kid, I saw, I remember that guy dying on the escalator for no reason. And then I remember three tits. Yeah, of course. Everyone I think remembers everybody three remembers tits. three tits. Yeah. That movie to me as a kid, it, it didn't even bother me. It was when Benny unleashed his alien hand. That scared the shit out of me. And like, I almost had to leave the room. That hand was disgusting. No, that was cool. Yeah, that was awesome. I remember that being like, that blew me away. I remember that being like when the first major twists for me as a kid being like, what? He's and then, bad. And then he turns the drill into Benny. <laughs> hey, Benny. Screw you. <laughs> screw you. And yeah, course, he really lays into that one. I can't mention Total Recall without talking about the scene where... Oh, what's happening? You get to fuck her every night. That's Melina, right? Oh, he's talking about fuck fucking Sharon Stone and being able to, fuck to do her it. every night. I love that one. And then when he shoots her in the head, consider this a divorce. <laughs> that divorce. That's a great yep. fucking line. But we can't talk about Total Recall with also without talking about the scene where he uses the hologram. Yes. Ha yes, ha 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 ha. You think this is the real Quaid? It <laughs> is. It, it, yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah. A, anytime we, you fake out anyone, that's a great way to do it. That's a, that's yeah, a great I line love to how, use. I yeah. love how they do the tracker out of the nostril. I think that still looks great today. And it's also a movie where it takes a throwaway line, like see you at the party, and brings it back to the finale where Arnold rips off a guy's arms and throws him back at him and says, <laughs> see you at the party. Yeah, that's See awesome. you at the party, Richter. Yeah, that's I amazing. Mean, that doesn't happen anymore. No, it doesn't happen anymore because people can't, Take people like like seriously that are doing the most ridiculous shit like we used to be able to do, and that's why Arnold is Arnold, man. Because a guy with a fucking thick ass <clears> accent <throat> killing people and saying one liners—that's what makes him so special. Yeah, absolutely, totally agree. And yeah, and then I think the other thing for me for Total Recall is that it was starring uh, Rachel Takadin, and she was amazing, and she was in everything in the '80s as the Latin chick. What's your number Who, four, Felk? Is it me? Yeah, it's you. Okay. Uh, my number four is a remake of the 1991 French film La Totale, a film by an insane Canadian named James Cameron and the third collaboration with Arnold Schwarzenegger, True Lies, 1994's True Lies, a movie that may be sexually attracted to Jamie Lee Curtis, and then I found out she was probably a boy, born a boy, and then she started uh, becoming an old lady with an old lady haircut who does uh, yogurt uh, commercials for yogurt that helps you poop. But in 1994, <laughs> everything was perfect. And True Lies is a perfect action comedy. Yes, I will agree. Per- True Lies is a five out of five film. The reason I don't include it is because I think 
you could take <laughs> Arnold out of that film and it would still be a good movie. Not as good, but yeah, I agree. Not, no, not I, as good, but it would be it would be a good film. His confidence and swagger in that movie sell that movie. I'm happy, Felk, you put that on the list because that one was an honorable mention of mine. It's an honorable and mention And I love that too. movie. And Kindergarten Cop, by the way, also was an honorable well, yeah, mention I mean, for how, me. How yeah. Um, but yeah, True Lies, I think is Arnold is pivotal to it. And yeah. I think Tom Arnold is pivotal exactly. to it. It's an ensemble. So Tom Arnold matters. Bill Paxson matters a lot to that movie. And I think also you one of the great things about True Lies is that it gave you really sexy Tia Carreri. Oh, and yeah. And it also gave you um, Eliza Dushku. And at the time, for us, it was age-appropriate. Yeah, she was age-appropriate for us. Oh, no, no. I, I had So, I mean, I pretty much watched Buffy exclusively for her. Uh, I think she's fucking super hot. Yeah, Did you watch Dollhouse? No, I, I watched. I, yeah, I think I watched it all. It was like thirteen episodes. It was, it, Dollhouse was not wait, good. Wait, Ballard, who who created that? Jo- Joss Whedon. Oh, sensitive Joss Whedon. Joss Whedon. Oh man, how do I talk about True Lies? True Lies is a is <laughs> the the catch with True Lies is that James Cameron, you know, he wanted to do True Lies two for a long time, and then uh, this little thing in New York with some towers happened, and he, then he realized he couldn't really make a you know a fun action comedy that deals with terrorists at the time. It is very much a product of 1994 when we could still kind of have fun. Uh, with that, with, with, with jihadists, yes, with jihadists, with death to Americans, uh, th- th- those kind of uh, villains, and in yeah, it, so it's a very much a product of the time, and as such, it perfectly encapsulates like what we saw in the '90s of like uh, the heroic American who doesn't sound like an American uh, defeating uh, just abject villains they're not really given much characterization they don't need to be tia carrera is, is given some of the character because she's just working with them but every moment from the you're fired to uh the the early action sequences i like the comedy i think the comedy works throughout it uh, a lot of people think that that's the weakest part of the movie no i love it i don't think anyone's disagreeing with that okay yeah i love the comedy i love everything about that movie i i don't like tom arnold but he's amazing in that movie he's perfect in that movie yeah. and so is bill paxton correct Bill Paxton is oh Bill oh, God rest his soul yeah Bill Paxton was amazing in that yeah. movie as With, well without Bill there that scene that middle section drags and Bill makes it sing yes and absolutely we could not disagree more we can move on but I do need to get your guys' <laughs> uh, you guys's I could opinions. not agree more I meant to say what you what did you say could not disagree more <laughs> this is the opposite before we move yep. on I gotta get your guys' opinion on the bod speaking of hard bods of Jamie oh, Lee Curtis Jamie. in that one scene. Where oh, I pinched it off. Fucking thirteen-year-old yeah, no. me had had a bigger boner than I'd ever experienced. Oh yeah, I've definitely rubbed it to that many times. And, and and you're fine for doing that. You're you're okay. You're not gay. For why why would why would that be making you gay? Because she probably has a penis at some point. Yeah, weren't you making hermaphrodite jokes? <laughs> yes, I was. But even even if you take the hermaphrodite out of it, now she's just a sad old lady who like is the spokeswoman for fucking poop yogurt. You know what that hey. mo- that movie started, and I wasn't sexually attracted to Jamie Lee Curtis, but no. by that scene, I was like, "Where the fuck did this come from? I am erect." She totally, yeah. That's a that's a hard Absolutely. ass. That's and, a nice and I am ass. Un- I am uncomfortable right now sitting next to my mom, who took me to this R-rated film. I, sl- I, I oh think I'm sitting between my mom and my dad. Do it, do it, do, do it. it more. Do it more. Do slowly. it. Do it some more. Do it slowly. Do it slowly. Do it. Do it sexy. Dance. You know, that's the uh, fucking, that's the car dealer from Casino Royale. That's like his only two like American movies. Oh, really? That yeah. makes sense. Yeah. That's the, that, that's the dealer. 
the poker dealer. That's good. He's a French Dude, actor. Those are like his only American roles. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, no. Do it more. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh my god. All right, okay, let's go. Okay, let's move it on. But before we move on, I want to hear our boys. Dolly, how many boys would you get True Lies? Oh, five out of five, easily. Come on. Me too. Easy five out of five. And Phil, you said your whole list is five out of five, so I take it this is as well five out of five. If you can't name five movies with Arnold Schwarzenegger that are all five out of fives, man, I don't get it. Has anyone given a below a five out of five for any of these? Yeah. So yeah. So Felk, you did it. Yeah, you gave Blast Action Hero three out of five. So okay. you're the only one that does not agree with one of the Arnold picks so far okay. as not being a five out of five. And I'm thinking with my third pick that you might not give it a five either, uh, because oh, God. we're not walking men. We're running uh, men. No, no, no. Oh! That yeah. was one I wanted to get on my list too, and I couldn't. So I'm glad you picked it. Running, right, man, running, man. running man is my number three because it's another film. If Arnold's not in it, oh God, it's a fucking disaster. Yeah. But Arnold's in it, and the lines he delivers in that film are beyond ridiculous. And only Arnold could deliver them. And it is a fucking great movie that's totally representative of the 80s. Uh, you got to watch it. It's like even if you watch it right now, you'll have a good time watching it. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. The movie is incredible. And the movie calls out HD well before HD ever existed and big ass 16 by nine LED screens totally yeah. called uh, 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 reality shows. I mean, practically yeah. game two winter is practically uh, a running man. Well, survivor um, like, of an actual real shows. Cause game two winter is just a fever dream. I um, think running man flies under a lot of people's radars because it's a smaller film, but once you start watching it, you'll be like, oh, my God. Like, But I hope you leave enough room for my fist because I'm going to ram it into your stomach and break your goddamn spine. God damn it, Ballard. I had queued that up on YouTube, too. <laughs> I was waiting for an oh, appropriate I got a, moment. Oh, Felk, Felk, Felk. I got a, I got a soundboard. Howdy, stranger. <laughs> yeah. How are you? Hello, cutie pie. Hi, honey. How are you? Okay. Come on, this dumb bullshit. This is gonna be a long oh, soundboard. And you know, I'm not I'm not sure about this, but it's either the first or second movie after Terminator where they try to force in the I'll be back line where it started becoming like Arnold's catchphrase. Yeah. So it's like before they jettisoned him into like Hell A, he was like Gilligan or Killian, I'll be back. And you're like, whoa, that was really forced. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, because they, they just took it from Terminator at that point, right? Yeah. They're just like, was that the first time it was reused? I can't be. I think so. It was either that or uh, Commando. Might have been Commando was the first time it was reused. Did you leave anything for us? Just bodies. <laughs> oh, fuck. I may have to take a huge shit soon. I just felt everything move inside me. What? What's going on? I may have to take a huge shit. I just tried to <laughs> fart, and I would have destroyed my chair and pants. <laughs> Felk, please, please take us in the shitter with you if you have to go. Okay. Felk looks a little stressed, a little sweaty. Yeah. <laughs> so That's a great. You'll shut yourself right now on not, the podcast. Yeah, better not. Um. Because I, I could I could shit in like five minutes. I'm I'm efficient. <laughs> I wouldn't okay, even wipe fine. that good. Okay, well, Ronnie man, does anyone have any disagreements of it being a five out of five though? No, no, it's five out of five for me as well. I mean, maybe four but and a half, I, but I'll, I'll give it to you. Yeah, I think I think if you haven't watched Running Man in a long time, you should watch it right now, and you'll have a blast. Oh yeah, I mean, fucking yeah, Running Running Man is one of those. It's movies a comedy. That's like it's it's a comedy. Yeah. 
but it, there's nothing there's nothing that ma that matches up with it you know it's just one of those perfect schwarzenegger films that was just the epitome of the era and the time it's terrible sci-fi but it's great it actually speaks to a larger issue and it has everybody in it you want and the very end is a fucking john parr song running away with you as arnold kills the fucking main bad guy by launching him into a fucking billboard and and then all of a sudden it just starts playing john parr's running away with you it is the most brilliant fucking ending ever and then it just goes into credits with the song just fucking jamming as hard as it possibly can oh it jams five out of five boys I'm not gonna make it, dude. I, I, this is this is getting becoming like a, a dire situation. Go into your number three, then, Ballard. <clears throat> All right. So, 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 my number three, in the during the uh, Felk shit crisis of 2017, <laughs> my number three is oh, Commando. Okay. Okay, that's my number two. Really? Okay. So, why don't we hold off on speaking on Commando until your number two? But uh, if I will speak on it just real fast. Um, it, it the a falsehood of it is that you know Arnold Schwarzenegger takes out the Cuban army. Um, that is obviously not what the actual ending of that film is. But let's let's be honest. That's practically what this movie ends on with him taking out a small Caribbean island country's army. And it's fucking an incredible movie, and I cannot wait to talk about it for Nolan's number two. So that was my number three, Commando. And I'll give my rating of Commando when we do Nolan's. My number three is the Terminator. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. For the listeners Wait, who can't see the visual here, uh, Felk is pretty much dying right now. Yeah. But I'm, I'm, I'm but, doing, I'm going to get it ready and, and I'm going to, I'm going to be quick about it. I mean, I get what you included the Terminator, but at the same time, like, the Terminator is not really an Arnold Schwarzenegger film no, to me. No, I disagree with that. I think it is the Arnold Schwarzenegger film. Without it, we don't. Have I don't Arnold. know if it's the Arnold Schwarzenegger film, but it is definitely an Arnold Schwarzenegger film. We don't have Arnold without it, and it, I mean, I, I get that. I totally get that. Yeah, Michael Bean does not sell this movie. Sadly, up for Michael Bean, he does not sell it on his no. own, and no one knows who Lindo Hamilton is. No, at the time. Yeah, this was actually the big Austrian oak. Yeah, I see what you're saying. It just, it just to me doesn't have all the uh, Arnold moments that we became accustomed to. Besides, I will be back or uh, Ayusa Akana. It doesn't have like, you know, he was a villain in that movie. He's he's in it for like twenty minutes of screen time. Like he's a force of nature yeah, exactly. in that movie. Oh, of course he is. And I but, mean, even when he's being played by a stop motion uh, robot skeleton, it's still him because he has that much presence. <laughs> I get what you're saying. That's kind of true, actually. Yeah, it is true. But also, it's a movie that didn't age that well. I disagree. I think it looks great. I mean, some of those scenes at the end good. do look a little bit bad, but I still, I still, I'm willing to accept them compared to some of the stuff I've seen. There's a and um, there's shots in that movie like where uh, Michael Bean has to like break that car's window uh, that were shot without a permit with like James Cameron half like directing and half looking out for the cops because that was a fly by night movie and the, and to make a pretty much perfect movie uh, that semi legally like is is truly only a genius could do it yeah and i can't tell you how many uh scenes in that movie i'll i'll be driving down the streets of la where i live and i'll see um you know a place where they shot that film and i'm like oh my god that's where they shot terminator like i'll recognize so much stuff uh from that movie still to this day i'm just very oh man i think we're losing phil here no keep going i just have to stand up 
I was going to say that, um, and one of the great things about uh, Terminator as well is that that movie was written essentially at truck stops and behind uh, uh, billboards in a, in a semi. Uh, James Cameron put that movie together as a trucker, and that movie was put, practically put together on the five. And so oh, really? that movie is really well done. Like from a from even from a, a pre-production standpoint, it was so locked down. His world was so believable. His future was believable. The Terminator effects were incredible. And you just don't jump into a movie and not know how to do those effects. I mean, he learned all that shit working also at a, at a post-production house, right? Didn't, like for Gorman or something like that? Roger Gorman or something like Gorman, that? Roger. I think you're right. I, I, Roger I'm still Gorman. Confu- I'm still Gorman, confused how Arnold jumped on a car and his hair caught on fire and it became a perfect flat top. Huh. <laughs> Because the first half of the movie, Arnold has like great seventies hair. Yeah, all right, I'll be right. I'll be right back. Keep going. Oh shit! God's Keep good. going. Um, please record. I am. I am. Do, we do, are. Do you take his phone with him? No. Um. So you know, the Terminator to me is I, I own it. <laughs> I've watched it many times. I love it. But yeah, I love it too. Folks gonna want to talk more about this when we get back, so we should just stop. <laughs> Falk is really shitting right now. <laughs> Poor guy. He is really shitting. He's really shitting right now. And you know he's sweating right now. He's trying to get back to us as fast as possible. <laughs> uh, uh, no, they're waiting on me. Nolan needs to go to bed. Uh, Fa- Fa- FaceTime him right now so he can be on this. FaceTime? FaceTime him. FaceTime him. So he can still be a part of this episode. I know he'll accept. Felk will do anything for the benefit of the show. But I don't think he took his phone with him. <laughs> benefit? I don't think he did either. Benefit the ladies. He kind of he kind of just got up and like left. I don't hear it over there. I think that's his iPad in the background lighting up. Do you see that? No, I don't. Where? Like over there or there? Oh yeah, there's his iPad. Yeah, in the corner. Something. Yep, up, it, yeah, that was see, it. You could see it. It's moving. Yep, I saw, yeah, you're right. That was it. See how it went off just now? It just went off. Hang on, let's call it back. Call it again and watch it. will turn on. All right, testing again. Oh, yep, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> That's his iPad in the background. Maybe he's hearing this and, it's, you know, it's pissing him off. While he's shitting, he's just getting this ringing. Uh-huh. <laughs> I love how this all started because Felk wanted to fart on the podcast and then he ended up shitting himself almost. <laughs> Here he comes. What did I miss? Did you guys talk about movies or was it just uh, We talked about it. we stopped talking about the Terminator because we figured you're gonna have you're gonna finally want to have something to say once you're relieved. I'm good. I'm good on Terminator. Oh, okay. Well then how about this? So did we give our we haven't given our boys yet. Boys. Oh, boys for Terminator? Mm-hmm. Uh, come on! Are either you not going to give term- the Terminator five boys? I might. Okay. What are you giving five it? Five boys. I, I won't disagree with five boys. I, it just it hasn't held up to me. Um, but I like it. I mean, I, I I'm not going to disagree with five boys. You know what? I want to check my Netflix real quick. I think I have an answer in my head, but I don't want to give it until I double check my Netflix. I think I gave it a four on Netflix. Jesus. It's a, but per- it's a movie. I, I, it's, I own it. You know, I've watched it multiple times. I feel like if you watch a movie like more than five times, it should be a five or you're All just right. fucking like sadomasochist. Netflix matches up with my opinion right now. And so that's good. So I know I'm not changing it. Yeah, I, I give it actually four out of five. Wow. It's four out of five boys for me. Okay. All right. 
Now, if we want to go through Terminator's, uh, uh, the whole anthology. It's the second I give Term- best one. The Terminator's Four Cool Boys. Terminator 2, doesn't matter which one I'm watching, uh, is Five Cool Boys, even though I, I prefer the extended edition. Uh, Terminator 3 is Three Cool Boys. And uh, Terminator Salvation is Three Cool Boys. And Terminator Genesis is One Cool Boy. I'll agree with that. Okay. Yeah, after Cameron walked away, the quality dropped significantly. They're not even the same series. They really aren't. And even Genesis was trying to be like, see, but we're the same as the Cameron series. And then it was like, please don't be. No, God. (laughs) Please. Genesis is the worst one. Genesis is by far the worst one. Because I actually, I I don't mind Salvation. Yeah, Genesis is a fucking train wreck. So, um, all right. So, Felix number three was The Terminator. All right. So, that moving on to number two. So, Nolan, your number two is Commando, which was my number three. So, Nolan, why don't you start off us with Commando? Uh, C- Commando could have maybe been my number one as far as a movie that epitomizes what Arnold Schwarzenegger is all about. I mean, I agree. In fact, on one of my list, one of my drafts, uh, it was number one. Yeah, I mean, it's the one man wrecking crew against, like what you said, the fucking Cuban army. Uh, he <laughs> just goes onto an island and fucking uh, the body count's been tallied online. It's like eighty something, eighty eight, eighty nine, eighty seven, somewhere around, just in the last fifteen minutes. He kills all these people. And that's th- but then he's even amazingly formulaic in the way he takes out all the hitmen and the hired goons throughout the movie until he gets to the army. That's even fantastic yeah. to watch. And like Running Man, I think Commando today should be should be watched as like a comedy. It's 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 funny. It shouldn't take itself too seriously. It's um I guess if you watch it in the 2000s, you'd be like this movie's fucking horrible. But if you watch it as like a comedy now, you're like, well, this movie gets it. Like this, I know what's happening here, and I like it. I think in that movie when it was made, the director knew what it was. I don't think Arnold knew what it was, and that movie was always an action comedy. I mean, the movie practically opens with Arnold feeding deer with his daughter. Yeah, that scene is so fucking ridiculous. Okay, so I used to um, hike at a place called the Mount Baldy Trail. Mount Baldy is like a little town in California. And I was so fucking excited when I realized that this big red house that you can see at the beginning of the trail is Arnold's house from... That movie, all all of the opening is shot in in the mount, town of Mount Baldy, and it's got these beautiful little streams running for like two miles into this canyon in the mountains. Not a single fucking fish in any of them, and the streams are like barely would barely be able to have fish. And it's hilarious because they're fishing in one of those streams. No realism whatsoever. Yeah. I mean, it might as well be uh like the three amigos level of like cartoonishness all of that opening stuff with her there's nothing realistic about commando it is a cartoon i mean the guy fucking jumps from an airplane like two miles up in the sky lands in a marsh walks out of it when he rips the seat out of that convertible which makes him about four inches shorter but still completely visible in the convertible in order to hide (laughs) what is that about (laughs) there's no reason for that at all he could just duck down he could just duck down in the car and then he, they flip the car, damage one side of it, and then when he flips it back over and they drive away, finally after dropping the guy and saying, you know, remember how he said I was going to kill you last? I lied. And he drops the guy. It's totally fine. The car has no problems, no no damage whatsoever done. No, like I said, it's a cartoon and it's a comedy and it played to Arnold's strengths at the time, which was the super strong man who was bigger than life. And that's what Arnold is. And that's why I rated it as number two. That's why I almost put it as number one because it is the epitome. If someone said, what's an Arnold Schwarzenegger film? I'd be like, this is what it is. Yeah, and you know what? It almost had 
an incredible sequel that was eventually canceled and rewritten and changed into a different film. Die Hard. Die Hard, yeah. Mm-hmm. Die Hard was originally going to be the sequel to Commando. Uh, I, I always saw it as an action movie, and then maybe that's why I always kind of thought it was just a little too goofy for its own good. Uh, maybe if I viewed it as a comedy, I'd enjoy it a lot more. I'd give it four out of five boys. Oh, oh you'll man. laugh your fucking ass off if you watch yeah, it as a comedy. if you watch it right now, you'll, you'll die. Okay, well, maybe I'd buy, I'd buy that. After the uh, the hitmen come and 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 like after they take out his entire team, and 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 then he they finally come to Arnold's uh, a house, which if I'm not mistaken, his character's name is John Matrix. He um they they, they what they nationality is that anyway? Matrix. It, it, it's zero nationality. Austrian. <laughs> and so uh, when they do when they come into his house and he takes them out systematically, but then he barrels down the hill after them with his daughter in the car or whatever, and it's just this scene of this repetitive of him just driving straight down a hill, and then like meanwhile cutting these guys watching this car driving down the hill, and so it's like over and over practically again the same shot. It's not the exact same shot over and over again, but it's very similar. And edits. It's like it's very repetitive. Yeah, and Command was a movie where Arnold could be running. Then he pulls up his gun to shoot, cuts to an explosion, cuts back to Arnold flipping out a shotgun, shoots, cuts to an explosion, cuts back to Arnold flipping around a grenade launcher, fires it, cuts back to an explosion with fifteen people dying. That's how the whole last scene works, and like just it keeps going. And that's why it's so funny. Oh yeah, I love when he cuts the guy's arm off from the shed in Cuba, quote-unquote Cuba, and then instead of having a bone, there's a vein, a giant vein spitting out blood. <laughs> like, it's just a tube where a bone yeah. should be. It's <laughs> amazing. That, seemed, that seems like an interlude. Like It's like a break in the action. Like, hey, guess what? Here's Arnold surrounded by a shed by 10 dudes. Let's watch how he kills them all with gardening tools. Yeah, really. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's take a moment and see what happens here. You know, it became like a like a Looney Tunes all of a sudden. Then classic eighties. It cuts to Arnold picking up a machine gun, firing it in a rose garden. But we don't see Arnold firing the machine gun. We see his fucking pecs and biceps firing the machine gun. It's That's just all you tight, It's a tight shot on pecs vibrating, tight shot on biceps vibrating, tight shot on like the muzzle flash. That's all you needed. I love when you see the wide shots of the buildings exploding, and then you just see clearly the dummies strapped to wooden poles. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, and countless shots of like the 80s and 90s films where you saw like the air ram of like a guy being like flipped in the air, like it just showed yep. up at the bottom of the shot. Oh, yeah. That, back in the day where, where they did the most amazing thing, where they would do flips and gymnastics. That's why it's so good as a comedy. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. But at the time, they didn't take it that way. They this is That's one of the things about the 80s I love so much. It's a whole generation that took itself seriously. So when we look back at it and you go, that's silly. Well, they didn't think so. <laughs> they thought it was fucking incredible. Yeah, no, I, I, I feel like it has to be viewed with uh, that sense of irony because if you view it, it, it straight as a movie, it does. It does. It's, it's, it's bad. I uh, mean, I mean, the movie ends with like a line we said earlier. Leave anything for us? Just bodies. <laughs> <laughs> I'd just like you to start off your unit again, John. All it would take is you're coming back. This was the last time. Hang on. Until the next time. Mm-hmm. Here we see the hot, sexy chick. Looks back at the general. No chance. <laughs> That's how the movie ends. Wait, is that Arnold saying no chance? Yeah, the movie yeah. ends. He goes, no chance, and it's he smiles and it freeze frames on him, and that's how the movie ends. That's yeah, dumb. It's fucking amazing. <laughs> oh, it's super dumb. 
<laughs> Commando's fantastic. If you want to have a great time, turn on Commando. All right. Five, five out of five boys. Five out of five boys. All right. Well, okay. So my number two is Predator. Yeah, that's, that's everyone's. That's, that's my number two as well. Okay, great. Well, then that's, let's share our number twos together. Twosies. So, Felt, what do you like about Predator? In a word, everything. Uh, that's a great <laughs> description. I was trying to put a Predator <laughs> thing, but I guess it didn't come up in there. It's true. This, it is everything. The fact that this is how it ends. Yeah, with Shane Black, yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Is it the first yeah. movie to do that, or did Top Gun do that with the uh, character screens with uh, their name and their character? Does Top like Gun do get... that? Top Gun Top does Gun that. Does yeah, that. Top Gun does that. Top Gun was '86, I think, right? So Predator was '87, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, so for our listeners, it's when the credits rolled and you got the uh, actor and the character name. And but they that's that's the from the '70s, very, I think. Honestly, I think that's very, old. No, it's a very '80s, '90s. Yeah, sitcom yeah, it, it is. Do. It is. That's very much. But okay, so um, possibly the hardest scene ever photographed since the invention of film is the biceps of I guess Carl Weathers and yep. Arnold Schwarzenegger colliding in one shot as they they clutch hands those two that that is the most like that is women got pregnant from that shot you've been pushing too many pences uh that is the most they testosterone did. you could like if you just have to like give people testosterone that that shot is is it and it just encompasses the entire movie it is the most masculine thing ever put on film and it's got nerdy sci-fi in it as well but but that's part of masculinity it's got everything that is masculinity in one movie yeah and let me let me interject real quick here guys because it is my number one film and so we should just talk about it right now yeah to me to predator is the first movie I ever saw Arnold Schwarzenegger in. It came on like on a Sunday afternoon when they used to play movies on like your regular ABC, CBS, whatever cable. Oh, you saw it edited. Stick around. Yeah, I saw it edited for sure as like a like a seven-year-old or something. And it came on and I was like, this movie is awesome, first of all. And then who's this guy taking on this fucking awesome Predator that I've watched for the last hour? And my mom told me it was like Arnold Schwarzenegger. And from that moment forward, he was my greatest hero. Mm-hmm. This guy fucking killed the Predator. There was no questions asked. He was my favorite actor of all time from that point on. So that's why Predator would be my number one film because it's Arnold one on one against a Predator. Like you don't get any better than that. It's fantastic. Yeah, the fact that it's not even a sci-fi movie for like the first forty-five minutes and it just kind of gradually goes in there. It's a better Commando than Commando. I mean, it's a, it's just a standard men on a mission action movie, and all that stuff's handled perfectly. The Arnold Schwarzenegger, you know, goofy parts like stick around are, are are just thrown in there, but they're not like they don't set the tone. So then when it makes that gradual shift as they start to realize what's really going on, what the predator is and that they're dealing with the devil that makes the trophies of men. Uh, it, it's perfect. It's ex- perfect execution of a simple two simple ideas meshed together. Absolutely, and great simple cast, like a really simple cast, and it's fantastic. Two governors, two two future governors. Three governors. <laughs> but no, no, two two future governors. Uh, Three. Sonny, who's, Sonny, who's what, Sonny, whatever his name is, the the Native American. Landon. Yeah, Sonny Landon. Uh, he, he ran was a governor too. Yeah, Billy. Mm-hmm. He he no, he ran for governor. He he didn't not win. Um, well, you know, and of course, I, the I like predator that. also ran for governor of Florida. Kevin Peter Hall. No, no, the the, the alien. 
Oh. <laughs> I ain't got time to bleed. The fact that the Predator was created by Stan Winston on an airplane uh, just as like a favor to McTiernan is like that guy just whipped that out of his fucking ass. Like, and it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a timeless design as well. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, and just another little, like little bit of trivia about, uh, predator is that, um, Carl Weathers while bullshitting around on the set, uh, with, uh, the producer, Joel Silver came up with the idea for action Jackson and they made that movie a few years later. Oh yeah. Uh, a year later. I think, I think you're talking about the bicep make- thing where like he, he tricked, uh, I guess that was Ventura into thinking that like he had bigger biceps than him or Ventura tried to trick Arnold Schwarzenegger thinking that Ventura had like bigger biceps. So they like, they measure, he made a measure. Can you imagine the time Ballard, like back in the eighties, you and I could have pitched a hundred movies a day and got oh. easy. <laughs> easy. We would have been powerhouses, dude. We would have had pink and white suits. Here's a guy. He's very muscular. He's very mm-hmm. sweaty. He's a cop. Yeah. He takes yeah. on German terrorists. Greenlight. One third of the movie, he's in his underwear. Yep. You love it. <laughs> Greenlight it. There's lots of titties. There's lots of sex. There's lots of violence. When you guys made up like joke titles for comedy action, those were all the perfect weapon would have been a real title in the 80s without any fucking hesitation or anyone questioning it. Like it, the 80s. maximum body was, count is a great one. With, uh, the martial arts expert. I forget his name. Jean-Claude Van Damme? No, different guy. Let me pull it up real quick. But um, my but the thing about Predator that I love is it starts as like a POW Vietnam film. Just Are you talking about American Commando. Ninja it's Guy? Like such an 80 thing. Are you no, talking about the American Ninja guy? No, not him. But like, then, uh, American Ninja. That was the title of a movie in the 80s. Like <laughs> It was a great movie. Yeah. It was a terrible movie. I think it's Jeff Speedman is his name. <laughs> <laughs> you oh, that sounds a, familiar. You could make a movie right. called Army Man, and it would get greenlit. <laughs> no, it's, it's Jeff Speakman. He was like a guy who – he did like one movie because he was a terrible actor, but he was like the – he was winning all the competitions in whatever martial arts style he was. And, you know, at that time – if you're good at martial arts, you got a movie. Steven Seagal, Jean-Claude Van Damme. Yep, practically that's it. Um, but so what I love about Predator is it's a, <laughs> it's a POW Vietnam film at first. Then it turns into kind of like a sci-fi, uh, la- the last Indian. Like people are getting picked off one by one. But then it subtly turns into an Ar- Arnold movie. Ten, ten Little but Indians. It, but it's subtle. It's not like a full-on Arnold movie, but it's like this is one-on-one Arnold versus Predator. And it's it's fantastic. It is. It's great. So, what do you hit? Let's get. So it's it's rated. So, uh, how oh, many cool on. boys, you guys? Oh, it's five. Five. F- five boys. It is a perfect movie. It still holds up. I turned it on like six months ago as a joke in front of my wife, who like hadn't seen it since she was a kid. And after fifteen minutes, I was like, "Okay, we can change it now." And she's like, "No, I'm invested. This is good." And I was like, "You're goddamn right. It is." You're goddamn right. It is. I think my favorite sequence is the uh, the dual montage of uh, preparing for battle. Oh, Something yeah. about that is just so, so fucking cool. Oh, I love Billy. I love Billy's final scene. So, but Billy's it's final so scene hard. is fun. But, it, but that's that's it leads to an off screen because like the build up is so cool. Right? No, because the way I see Billy dying is like he didn't see it coming. It was really not heroic. It's this hardcore setup where he's just like cutting himself. He's like, bring it, motherfucker. And then it's just this quick death. And that's why they did, I think, the Yakuza like samurai standoff in Predators. To actually they show wanted it? To, they wanted to actually show it. Yeah, exactly. They want to show what Billy did. But I think Billy died like the way we we heard it. Like he didn't see it coming. Oh, yeah, no. Definitely. Billy Billy went out like a bitch. He like he he got stabbed yeah. within five seconds of that fight. 
Oh, for sure. I mean, I love that. I love that when Mac fucking died that way too. Predator walked up invincible and put the claws into his back or chest and lifted him up in the air and he was dead. Yeah. Call Weathers kind of tra- keeps fighting even after his arm is blown off though. Kind of. He's just firing wildly until, or no, his, his gun, yeah, his arm gets, yeah, that's right, his arm gets blown off. Yeah, he's got gun. no he's arm. He's doing, he's still doing yeah. pretty well if he's even getting shots off. I would I would have been like, I am going home. I love Jesse Ventura and the way he died. That was my favorite as a kid. Anytime. 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 Oh, that's awesome. Want All some, right. Want okay. some candy? God, Predator way, 2 is not as good. That's <laughs> Predator Ballard, I think one of the first moments you and I met, I, um, Oh yeah, so I gave you something <laughs> and I said, or you gave me something. And I said thank you. Then you, either you or I said, anytime. I said, we, we both looked at each other and went, I know where you're going with that. I like you. No, yeah. And so I, what? No, so I, I think we we're friends from that moment forward. Yeah, the way I remember it was that, like, yeah, I handed you something. I did something, or I did some kind of edit for you. and I told you where to find it, and you were like, thank you. And I was like, anytime, or something to that effect, or anytime. Like it had the same inflection as the movie. And uh, and then I walked away, and then I had I actually walked back to your office for a second. And I was just like, "Do you know what that's from?" Like all weird, <laughs> I was just like all meekly, just like, "Do you know what that's from?" And, and I was like, "I'm taking a chance. I'll figure out if this guy's cool or not." And you were like, "Of course, I know what that's from, Predator." And I was like, "Fuck yeah, dude, done, <laughs> done." Man, that's a low. That's how easy cool. it is for guys to be friends. <laughs> Twenty years later, fifteen years later, whatever it is. Yeah, whatever it is. Yeah. Jesus. Uh, that's that all right okay well then uh so that was my number two that was felt that was your number two that was, no, that was your number one t minus cool boys and counting three two one number one number one so felt what is Oh, I guess then it, technically it's my number one. So same. my number one, I think it's going to be the same as Felk's number one. So Felk, why don't we say it at the same time? Terminator 2, Judgment Day. Oh, we're just Terminator 2, Judgment Day. Was that close? That was right on time. Right on time. My favorite movie of all time. Absolutely. Mine too. Mine too. It's the best movie ever made. I just want to start off with my favorite thing I can possibly say about Terminator 2, T2, Judgment Day, is that there is a quote by James Cameron. I couldn't find it right I mean, I could look, go hunt for it right now, honestly, but I won't do it. I'll just paraphrase. There's a quote by uh, James Cameron where he uh, says something along the lines of, like, the sequence in which Arnold Schwarzenegger gets off the back of the pickup truck, gets on top of the semi-hood, and then shoots with his blanks with the, uh, uh, with the uh, M16 or whatever it was into the cabin of the semi and 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 hit the uh, the quote unquote the T1000 in the cabin um Arnold did that without any wiring at all and James Cameron said that he could not believe the balls he had back then that he James Cameron had back then to do a stunt with a major actor like that without any safety precautions whatsoever and also the balls Arnold had for to, at that time this wasn't like a Tom Cruise era yeah. at that time to just do a stunt like that without any safety precautions whatsoever as well. Excuse me, Arnold stepped on the hood of that semi or truck and just shot shots into it? Yeah. Yeah, well, with with blanks. But he did that all without any wire work at all or safety harnesses at all. He literally got off the the back of the pickup and got onto the semi's hood all during that incredible chase sequence at the end of the film and then ends up just holding onto the semi uh, cabin and shoots into the cabin 
and uh, with his M16, that's all Arnold for real, and that's all Arnold without well, safety. Yeah. Basically, what you did with a Miata, he did with a semi truck and a much longer take with a you know hundred something million dollar movie riding on it. <laughs> yeah, with like a helicopter following. I think it was right. Was it a helicopter shot? I think it was a helicopter shot. Yeah, I think if so. Not, it was, if not, it was a yeah. fucking crane well, moving. Real it was fast. Either, yeah, it was either that or a follow crane. But it was it, the fact that he had no harness is is still like. To this day, they, they would never allow that in any movie. This and is- that's like, and that's a scene that anybody watching the movie, even then, even then and today, but even then especially, would not have thought how fucking ins- insane that is. And that is so fucking insane. And there are so many other wonderful moments that are more pitch perfect to the movie, that are more speak to the movie, more the epitome of the film. But to me, that one aspect of it that James Cameron even looks back and goes, yeah, I shouldn't have done that. It's fucking incredible. Yeah, well, he probably said, why, why, yeah, I shouldn't have done that. Well, he's like seven miles under the water because he's, yeah. he's a fucking insane Canadian man who yeah, is clearly under incredible amounts of pressure. I think for me, the assault on Cyberdyne to the escape from Cyberdyne to the freeway chase to the finale at the Steel Factory is like one of the greatest 45 minutes ever on screen. Yeah. Yeah, but you know what? From the hallway and at the Galleria all the way to the fucking L.A. River, that's fucking hardcore too. Yeah, Very that's much the so. greatest chase ever put on film. Um, yeah, and and it's yeah, all it, real. it hasn't perfectly aged because with the advent of Blu-rays, you could very easily tell that it is not Arnold Schwarzenegger doing a lot of the driving stunts on the motorcycle, and also like a twenty-five-year-old man doubling for. Uh, John Connor. So uh, I don't. Th- I don't think it matters in the sense that you know it's just still a real person. Yeah. Doing it. No, no, no. That's yeah, the key. Exactly. James Cameron did not have a problem risking a human life, even if he was like, <laughs> "Well, I can't risk the star because if he dies, we have to stop making the movie." But like this, the stunt man, if he dies, I mean, we still shoot tomorrow. It's like it's not a it, like th- that was definitely the thought process going into that movie. Um, I was at the the Peterson Museum not that long ago, the Automotive Museum, and they have it's like the Delo- yeah they have the DeLorean and the Batmobile and all these fucking great movie cars. They just had a random follow car from I think the Terminator um, that was used by James Cameron. It, it, it's it's just a motorcycle attached to like a, a passenger car uh, on wheels with no seatbelt of any kind and they show a photo of him driving down fucking LA with a camera holding himself James Cameron uh, no seatbelt no protection of any kind just falling in a, a somewhat orchestrated car chase um, the the genius of, of James Cameron is equaled in the like emotionless brutality uh, of him as a person. He has no problem risking human life to make his movies. That stunt where the helicopter flies under a bridge in LA is still considered by like all professional helicopter stuntmen, stunt pilots. We should never have done that. That's not safe. You cannot do that. <laughs> and, <laughs> and they would they would never do that again. That would be completely CGI right now. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Or they would have a helicopter fly low but they CGI the bridge over it. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But you can tell that's why it makes it so great. Yeah, exactly. That's what that's what the movie is so great is is the blood and sweat that goes into it. Yeah, because you get a pucker factor when that fucking helicopter goes under that bridge. You're like, oh, your asshole fucking puckers up. Like you know it because it, it feels real. It is real. It like it, it shows up differently on film. It, it's chaotic and it feels like that way. It's it's he's Cameron is cold, tactical, and emotionless. And his best movies or most famous movies are about killer robots 
yeah. achieving their goals. It's like it's perfect. It's a perfect mesh of subject matter and, and filmmaker and, you know and actor you know and Arnold playing. You know what else says a lot about James Cameron? He's like on his fourth wife. Yeah. <laughs> you you can't you can't do that unless you're a mechanical genius that doesn't give anyone else a second of your day, or you're not a fucking genius. Be on four wives or, or what? <laughs> I just oh, look yeah. at him as a consumer. Yeah. <laughs> Moves on to he's the next one. Yeah, you just consume you're done. You're, I've, I've utilized all I can out of you. That's, I, a, nice, I've, that's a nice way to look at it. Catherine yeah, Bigelow still looks pretty damn good for her age, I have to say. Oh, fuck yeah. All right. Well, you know what? That was our top five for Arnold Schwarzenegger. I think we had, I think we all picked, like, obviously, incredible films. So, in a nutshell, essentially, our list was concerned of... Total Recall, Last Action Hero, Commando, Predator, T2, and The Terminator, and something else I missed, right? Oh, Kindergarten Cop. Yeah. Running Man? Running and Running Man. Man. I, I, no one, you surprised me. Because I, I thought you were going to pick, like, Batman and Robin and, like, like have, like, an ironic <laughs> list like you originally did for Nick Cage. Batman and Robin is on my honorable mentions. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, well, yeah, the honorable mentions goes on and on for Arnold. I mean, you can't yeah. even, like, End get through days. an honorable mentions list. I mean, it's, like, it's honestly Conan. To this day, if you watch Batman and Robin, he's the only thing watchable because he's so ridiculous. Yeah. I well, I just want to do then a real quick honorable mentions. I'll just literally list off, I think, what honorable mentions that we didn't mention. I'll Go literally ahead. think, okay, so Conan the Barbarian, honorable mention. Twins is an honorable mention. Twins is horrible. Uh, I feel like Eraser, do, I don't know if we actually got through that as an honorable mention or not, but that's an honorable mention. It's Jingle watchable. All the Way for me is an honorable mention. Terrible. Batman and Robin is definitely an honorable mention. The Ugh. Sixth Day is an honorable mention. Six Days uh, okay. Um, Six Days pretty good. Terminator That's Three: trash. Rise of the of the Machines is an honorable mention. I think it's I, highly underrated. I think it's 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 if you divorce it from the quality of the first two, it's actually a really fun movie on its own. I can I can definitely see that point. Uh, Expendables Two, he was good in that. Um, Escape Plan, he was good in. That's an honorable mention. And I would say Sabotage is an honorable mention for sure. And Maggie, it was an honorable mention. No, Last Stand, you forgot about. That's I didn't actually, really care for Last Stand, but yeah, that, I'll take that then. Boy. That's Arnold. Well, we still got more Arnold to go, so those will probably get mentioned as we move on, right? All right, so those are the honorable mentions, and that was the top five. So, yeah, so, Felk, take us out of this, uh, out of uh, the show topic. Schwarzenegger, I can never get enough of talking about what might be the greatest body ever to walk God's green earth. But it is time to move on to talking bodies. All systems ready. Three, two, one. I saw not walking with this girl. Oh, Talking Bodies. Yeah. Talking Bodies. Oh, yeah. It's as satisfying to me as uh, coming is, you know, as uh, having sex with a woman and coming. So can you believe how much I am in heaven? I'm like uh, getting the feeling of coming in the gym. I'm getting the feeling of coming at home. I'm getting the feeling of coming backstage when I pump up, when I pose out in front of 5,000 people. I get the same feeling. So I'm coming day and night. I mean, it's terrific, right? <laughs> so, you know, I'm in heaven. Arnold Schwarzenegger, Pumping Iron, 1977. Wait, how was your shit, by the way? Pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> you seem very, like, light right now on your feet and, like, peppy. Good to go. All right, moving on. As always, Talking Bodies has us discussing the wonderful world of mega hotties and super babes. And Cool Boy Nation, to enhance your body experience, strap on that hard drive and whip out that keyboard. And let's go Googling for some sweet bodies and dongs. 
Oh. All right. So anybody got any mega hotties or super babes they want to mention? No, let's just move on. Yeah, let's just uh, get right into the. All right. So let's get into our top three. So our top three this episode, Felk, is Arnold Schwarzenegger films. All right. So that means we're picking hotties from Arnold Schwarzenegger films with a body. All right. So I guess right off the bat, um, I will lay out a couple off the list um, or I'll start building out a list and we can kind of see what our top three are. So there's Vanessa Williams from Eraser. Mm. Super hot. Yeah. Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, as we already mentioned, from True Lies. But what I'd really like to make, remind us from True Lies is Tia Carreri. I think she's definitely on the Tia list. So we got Last Action Hero. We got Bridget Wilson. So fine. And then Total Recall, we have Sharon Stone. We cannot forget that Sharon Stone is on that film. And a chick with three tits. Oh, yeah. The three-tit girl doesn't count. I would put three-titted alien with no character name. But do, she's really not that hot of a chick, honestly, if you look, go back. I know, and I know, but her. she has three tits. I know, it's pretty hot. Uh, Terminator Genesis, we have Amelia Clark, and she's really fucking hot. And I'm going to push no matter yeah. what. I will be pushing the rundown because Arnold has a brief appearance in it. And Rosario Dawson. His, uh, his cameo is three seconds long in total. She does not count. She Rosario count Dawson her. is my honorable mention, and as she will always be honorable mention, if not number one for me from this point on. She can be a number so, one in a movie that is fits the category, but that doesn't count as an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. Uh, so uh, there's also Elijah Dushku, but at, I mean, at the time of True Life, yeah, let's not, let's, you know. there's, there's skating on the ice there. But we were age appropriate. Younger. She's older than us. Absolutely. Um, and then, Noli, you had a couple other others to add to it as well. Did I? I, I think we yes. mentioned you mentioned Sharon Stone. Yep. Um, I had a not dead ones. Do we Alyssa Milano or is that in the child orgies? Yeah, section? child orgy section. Yeah. Okay. Not, not appropriate. Uh, the girl from uh, Running Man. What was her name? No, she's no, she's not. Uh, okay, she's we're not. Like, we're not. We're not including her. No. Who was really? Why, why, why are we not? Or is she, she too young or, or too unattractive? She's, no, she's not that attractive. I, don't go back and watch her. I, I thought nah, she was. Nah, she's just like she's like a Rachel Takata and like wannabe. Who's Rachel, who's Red Sonia? Is that Bridget Nielsen? Yeah, but that she's not that good. You are just just poo pooing my ideas. Bridget Nielsen? Yeah. Uh, no, I agree with Ballard on that one. Yeah, not now, but in the eighties. In the eighties, Sonia and Cobra. Uh, no, too hard. Too Beverly hard. Hills Cop two. Mm. Come on, I mean she's I, hot as Red Sonia, but uh, guys, I'm not not not, not, not top of the list for me. No, 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 I'm not gonna push it. I think the girls you named are great. I'm gonna go with Sharon Stone in her prime. I mean, what boy in the '90s growing up did not want Sharon Stone, right? Mm-hmm. I like. I really like Tia Carreri from True Tia Lies, Carrera. and oh, she was sure, really yeah. smoking at the time too. And for and for me, honestly, Tia Carreri is probably number one. Tia Carrera. You've, you've mentioned two girls that I've greased a gator to back in the nineties. And then I would honestly go with my 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 next pick would either be um would be either Amelia Clark or um oh I forgot about her Van, uh, Vanessa Williams. Not Amelia I don't like Clark. either of those. I don't like either of those. Amelia Clark, really? You don't like? No, Danny. No. What's the ex- what's the expression for her? Overrated. Over. I don't think she's overrated. She's she's gorgeous. My dragons. Have you seen my dragons? Shut the fuck up with your dragons and show your tits again. Your storyline doesn't have anything to do with the other storylines. 
Okay, so Amelia's not on the list then. Fine. So I'm willing to then go with uh, Tia Carreri Tia and Carrera. then Sharon Stone unless we find someone that we can fit in between them. And that would be amazing if we could find somebody that fits between them. Jamie Lee Curtis. I'm a, I'm a big fan. So, like, I mean, it's kind of hard to count because they're, like, way younger and he's this is older movies. But, like, I like I like Robin Tooney a lot. I find her attractive. She's the whole reason I watch Supernova. Uh, I, oh, I, I wait, like, she's End of Days, right? Yeah, I like Jamie Alexander a lot and she's in The Last oh. Man. That's right, Jamie Alexander. Boom, there you go. So that's that's, that, that's it. Last stand. The last stand. So that's the list. That's for sure the list. So the list should definitely go uh, Tia Carrere, number one. Then Tia I also Carrera. think Jamie Alexander, number two. And then Sharon Stone, number three. And that's Sharon Stone in her prime, basic instinct. I don't like Jamie Alexander just for the fact that she's in a fucking shitty show that's like a ripoff of Memento. Eh, whatever. She's really she's, hot. She's, 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 got, she's okay. She, she has no chest. You should seriously go on Google and look up um, Jamie Alexander going to some. I think it was the Thor Dark World like premiere, and she's and, her, there's, and she's there's, practically. There's nothing there. I mean, she's, she's got a, a pretty. She's face, got as much tit as Gal Gadot. She's fine. She's beautiful. She's beautiful. Noli, seriously, look up. She's pretty for sure. Noli, look up Jamie Alexander Thor the Dark World premiere. Uh, she's like rocking some kind of dress where her vagina and ass are practically on display the entire time. I mean, you can actually see her entire vagina. I know. She it, went well, to it's, 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 it slips just enough that you can, there's, there's you seriously, she goes to this premiere and her whole vagina is exposed the whole premiere. Yeah. It's incredible. That, that may have got her the fucking, that role on, on, uh, I, I couldn't remember the name of it fucking before. And I need, I need, now I need to know what the name of that it's goddamn show is. That dress. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And her ass is totally exposed too on the other the other side. Absolutely, blind spot. I never would have fucking guessed it. Blind spot. There, it's done. After two months of that one being in my head, it's a shitty show. You know, I'll put her on the list just as a sake to fucking move on. (laughs) All right, done. All right, fine. All right, there we go. So the list is officially then Tia Carreri number one, Jamie Alexander number two. Isn't it Tia Carrera? It's Tia Carrera. I keep correcting him. Oh, all right. So, the, so, so the list goes then as this: number one, Tia Carrera from True Lies; number two, Jamie Alexander from The Last Stand; and number three, Sharon Stone from Total Recall. Oh, no, Bridget, Bridget Wilson. No, she's great, but she's not like better than those three. I'm just gonna say Tia Carrera, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, and Elijah Dusku, all from True Lies. True Lies had a pretty great cast of women. I'm just saying that, but you know, it, it's a good list. All right. Well, I your think- list is fine too. I'm moving on. Well, now we can't move on. You, you threw a contrary list into the mix. <laughs> We're stuck in this. Oh, God damn it. All right. So you, you really want Eliza Dushku and no. Jamie Lee Curtis on this? No. I don't think the it's appropriate to put Eliza Dushku in there considering the movie she's in. All right. Fine. All right. So the list is, uh, is going to be Tia Carrera, Jamie Alexander, she's so fucking Jamie hot, Lee yeah. Curtis. No. Does <laughs> that work? Is that good? No. I think the list should be <laughs> <laughs> Sylvester Stallone, Tom oh. Arnold, mm. Bill Paxton. There it is. That's and it. Bill Paxton wins. Bill Paxton always wins. No, he never does. He always gets second. It's sad. Moving on to Love That Dong. Love That Dong. Love That Dong. Love That Dong. All right, you heard it, folks. Love that dong. That means it is time to name three celebs, and guess who has the biggest dick 
And why? And Felk, what do we got tonight? Action Cox. But more specific than that, because these guys were in, uh, I guess, a lot of movies together. I don't know any of them other than Predator. So maybe you could elaborate a little bit on that, Bellard. Action Jackson, I think, was one of them. Never seen it. That's about all I know. Okay, so two movies. Action Jackson and Predator. The actors are Carl Weathers, Bill Duke, and Sonny Lantham. Who's Bill Duke again? Bill Duke is Mac from Predator. Okay, okay. X-Men. Yeah, he's yeah exactly. He plays uh, um, the same character that uh, Peter Dinklage plays in Days of Future Past. In what movie? The first X Men. In the Last Stand, yeah. In the Last Stand, X Men, The Last Stand. Bill Duke plays the exact same character Peter Dinklage plays. What's his name? Days, is his, uh, same name. Trasker or something. S- like that. Same name, yeah. It's yeah. It's, it's, oh my it's god. Trask, yeah. Oh my same god. character. Same exact character. Did not know that. Slightly different yeah. interpretations. Slightly uh, and yeah. eras. But who cares about that franchise lineage and timeline? It is beyond fucked. Is I don't know how I don't know how Trask goes from a, a black guy in the future to a little white guy in the past. But you know, hey, movie making folks. Yeah. That's why we have days of days of. Give me your days of Those genes were really changed by the timeline alteration. Um No no way, that wouldn't that still that days of still wouldn't explain it because he, he he's a midget. He's a white midget before no, the timeline changes. That, that's my joke. There's nothing explainable about that whole franchise. So I'm going to go with Carl Weathers. Okay. Carl Weathers wins. Who's Sonny Landon? No deal. <laughs> Sonny Landon is Billy, the Native American. Oh. Fuck oh, you. Ballard? <laughs> he, might have, he might have a huge dong. Uh, Stop it! Ballard? Focus? <laughs> You're Sorry. derailing. You're derailing. Talking about dogs. Do you I, guys? Okay. So what? What the folks may not know at home is that we spent many a days and nights uh, at, at our job, but way back in the day together, where we all met, uh, playing this essentially over the intercom at each other. Did we? Oh yeah, we did. Yeah. Okay. Or maybe that's right. You were kind of nights after we were days. Yeah. Uh, it worked out. It all worked out in the end. So I'm actually gonna go. With sun, <laughs> uh, let's just dong it here. Uh, I, I'm I'm gonna pick Sonny Lantham as the uh, number one because well, I, I know the old, I don't know no, 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 no. I, mean, are we, are, I, I know the old theory is the black guy has the bigger cock and we have two oh, black guys okay. so that doesn't that doesn't factor in here but what do we know about Native American cocks huge I don't know they might be gigantic and I'm gonna go with that just to be different and also he ran for governor he seems pretty confident he, I'm gonna go Sonny then Carl Weathers then Bill Duke. Well, I gotta look up uh, uh, rumors about Native American cocks now. I guess find out what, what's going on here. Please do. Yes, please do Google. Do Native Americans have large cocks? I, I, you know, and is Billy? How tall is he? Is he six five? He's, he's gigantic. I mean, yeah. He's the if he's if he's six five and Indian, I'm giving him the award right now on my knees. Uh, okay, that's a weird place to give it from. Ballard, <laughs> you seem to be doing some research there. Um, it's the only place to give it from. Oh shit! Native Americans tend to average at five point three inches. Oh, that's small. Really? Who? Where's? Yes. Where, can you cite? Can you cite sources? Uh, the source is Outhouse Daily. Okay. <laughs> what the fuck is that? <laughs> so it's Men's Health pump. Magazine has released its annual rankings for biggest penis size by a race. And for the 20th year in a row, African-Americans are on top with an average length of 10 inches. And then, therefore, it goes like this. Wait, what's this the source? All Men's, Men's Health? Health? Wait, wait Men's Health Magazine. Okay. African-Americans average a 10-inch dick. That's fucking right, disturbing. So this, is, <laughs> so, this is, so this is the average as it goes from top oh to bottom. God. No. African-America. This is how they wrote it. Africa-America. 
10.3 inches. No. Caucasian, 6.1 inches. Asian, 5.8 inches. Okay. Pacific Islander, 5.7 inches. Hispanic, 5.6 inches. Native American, 5.3 inches. And the lowest, guys from Utah, 3.3 inches. Okay, so this is a joke? You just read it as a I joke? I don't know, because that last one's amazing. Don't read us jokes and present them as real evidence. Well, guys the, from the discrepancy Utah. between a, a black male and a white male is four inches, which is a fucking big deal. There's, no, there's, okay, it, there, it's not that big. It's not, it's not that big. Like ten point three is not the average. By the way, yeah, and I just want to clear this. There's no link to Men's Health magazine. There's no, there's no uh, citing of that fact anywhere other than it, briefly in the article. This is mainly information coming from outhousedaily.com. <laughs> Well, if we're... All right, so that was a waste of time. <laughs> Billy, is, Billy is out now. Now it's Carl Billy Winters. is out. <laughs> All right, I think I think Carl wins. Come on, Carl was Creed. That's enough. Yeah, Carl wins. Okay, I'm good with that. All right, Carl wins. All right, so there you hear it, folks. Bill Paxton wins. <laughs> Talking about Cox is my favorite. It always leaves me refreshed and relieved. <laughs> <sighs> I am so gay and ready for our next cool segment. <laughs> I didn't write that. All right. You were a fool. I think you complain just to hear yourself talk. Well, I'll shut you up. Yelling at the wall. Haven't you had enough? <laughs> oh, yeah. When it comes to the day of the contest, I'm his father. He comes to me for advices. So it's not that hard for me to give him the wrong advices. Arnold Schwarzenegger, Pumping Iron, 1977. That doesn't make sense to me. What does that even mean? I am his father? <laughs> you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger's father was a Nazi. He volunteered to be in the Nazis. So, so to be clear... This is about uh, Arnold talking about, if I'm not mistaken, Lou Ferrigno. Mm. Uh, but it might be somebody else he was actually talking How about. How would he hear him? <laughs> oh, oh, poor Lou. Cool Boy Nation, tell us uh, about any of your funny or interesting Arnold Schwarzeneggers. Also, if you have any questions or more insights on our Arnold Schwarzenegger, then let us know. No, you got No, I am reading these that. literally every single week. <laughs> Then I'll type something better next time. They never apply to the show topic, and I, I I'm going to read it like that every single time. All right, and obviously, Cool Boy Nation, if you have any bodies or dongs you'd like to mention and throw in the mix for us to review and alert Cool Boy Nation to, please let us know, as we always love seeing those bodies and dongs. All right, and also just to pimp out that YouTube page. Uh, Noli, we want to uh, get an update on that Cool Boys review, The Shower. How's that it's, coming along? It, it's coming. It's coming. Folks, Any day now. You just get ready. When that drops, it'll sizzle. All right. And then, uh, Noli, the, you had a Cool Boys review suntan lotion uh, that you uh, you set up in the last video. How's that going? It's coming. <laughs> All right. It's coming. Okay. Okay, so and then the other thing I want to get into real quick is the VR Let's Play Batman Arkham VR Felk review that you posted. And I wanted to ask you a couple quick questions about it. 
Yeah. So yeah. So the first question I want to ask you about the play you know, was that when I, when I saw you going through that, which seemed really crazy, and you kept responding was, "Oh wow, they're really big." Was the Wayne murder and seeing your parents larger than you get shot to death right in front of you. How was that? That was a cool use of VR because uh, at first it's one of the problems occasionally with VR is that the scaling's wrong or you're too close to the floor or something. So it was uh, jarring immediately to having everyone be huge. And I was like, what's going on? And then as soon as I got my senses and realized what was happening, I was like, oh, I'm short because I'm fucking like nine years old. Now you're little Bruce. That's why I'm. That's why I'm. They're. They're. Everybody's gigantic. And I. I forget what I said. Like in the podcast or in the review, I'm like, uh, oh shit, are they really? Are they really gonna do this? Because that's that's a very traumatic experience to like to, to experience at um, all, regardless yeah. if you're a kid or not. The yeah, the whole Wayne murder. That was like that was by far for me one of the first things when I was watching you go through the review. That was for me the first thing that I was like, this is fucking. VR. Yeah. Like, this is utilizing VR. Well, like, watching this is- it in a tiny little box does not do it justice, but I guess that's how you experience it. You watched the entire thing, really? Yeah, I did, yes. Okay, so what did you, th- like, uh, trying to do your best to even picture the fact that that was all around me and, and, you know, completely 180, what did you, like, cursory kind of think of the experience from that way of experiencing it? Um... Well, I mean, did it make you more interested know, in VR? Did that that seem like, oh wow, that would be cool to experience, or was it like, no, this, because this honestly, that because you 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 well, if we want to get into VR a little bit, I mean, I guess you hyped up uh, the what's it called, Robocall, Robotech. Yeah, yeah, what was yeah. That yeah. One? What was it called? Robo Recall. Robo Recall. Yeah. Right, and it's supposed to be like a good VR game. Yeah. And, I, and honestly, that was boring as fuck to watch and shit. It was, I didn't care for it at all. Because um, to watch it, it, you have to experience it. That's all game. But play. Batman was interesting because it was cinematic still. Yeah. It was a story. Um, yeah. And, uh, story. And, and the demo you did uh, was still cinematic. And so that was fun enough for me. And I, I can enjoy you enjoying that. Like, I can watch that. And I can, it's just like me watching anybody play video games, really. I can definitely I can, see how I, that would be way more interesting to <laughs> watch than Robo Recall. Gameplay Robo Recall like is terrible to watch. Yeah. I took. I could not watch the whole thing. I barely could watch the whole thing. I did. I scanned through it mostly. I, I maybe watched like twenty minutes. Yeah, this is dialogue. Recall. This is a Batman story. I could see why for for a third party, especially you who likes Batman, would find this interesting. It was a, a weird, unique Batman story too. Where so the ending spoilers for Batman Arkham VR is that Batman's basically kind of gone insane and he killed Nightwing and Robin. Wait, is that how it ended? Yeah. I disagree. I watched it. I don't remember it even ending that way. That's what I, how I interpreted the ending was that the Joker toxin was making him go crazy. And he the whole thing, he's trying to solve the mystery of who just fucking beat up Robin and killed Nightwing. And because the guy like, knew exactly how to defeat them. And he finds at the end that it was him uh, when the Joker toxin had taken him over. Oh, that makes sense. Okay. It's a non-canonical almost- story. Based, up. yeah, and I was gonna say, so Nightwing, yeah, so yeah, Nightwing's dead in this story after it's a, it's a completely self contained, non canon, one off, like it's like a one off, what if issue, a one shot, yeah. Um, so okay, well, then if this is a one shot, I mean, even even you know, um, uh, the killing joke is a one shot that ended up becoming canon. Um, where would this take place if it were canon after Arkham Knight, during it, I think, sometime during it, or maybe right before. No, because Robin's alive in Arkham Knight. No, no, it's not canon though. The canon doesn't matter. I think. Yeah, that's true. I guess. Okay, so but this is before. This is so. This is a- after City, then I guess. Yeah, technically. Yeah. 
I mean, it's it's an interesting concept, and the stuff with the Joker when he's going insane in the cell is kind of was was very much like very much a trip. Um, I mean, I don't really know if you need to do LSD anymore when you can just do VR because it's a very powerful drug. Did you like Did you like early on when Alfred was in front of me and I had Batman's hand and I was stroking his face? Yeah, did you notice that part? Yeah, yeah, it was creepy. I loved it. I love all. I love your all little felkisms when you're doing that. And then, um, and then for me, I, I mean, you, you, I think that one more than any of them, you took the most drink breaks. Like that thing, that that seemed to like be really intense for you. Like you, ver- you were very much dehydrated very fast. Yes. <laughs> well, being Batman, you should hydrate properly. I never really felt like I was Batman. But a lot of it was CSI like. So yeah. I mean, it was kind of like you were right there with these dead bodies that were like like destroyed and you are like checking them out and stuff yeah it was it's it's just based on those parts of the arkham games i think using the exact same tech i mean it's it's definitely a it's like 30 minutes long and it was 20 bucks it's like it's it's an expensive ass demo was that actually it like i mean that's that that story wrapped up real fast like there's no continuation there's no downloadable content there's no there's gonna be a second video that deals it's about 30 minutes the, the next 30 minutes or so of me looking for some Riddler uh, puzzles that are hidden that you can then do. So there's like a little bit of hidden content. Oh, right. Cause Riddler pops up at the end. That's right. Yeah. So, but other than that, no, there's, there's, that's the story that was, I was kind of like, I knew it was short. I did not know I would get through it in well under an hour. Is VR commonly that short? Uh, yes. I mean, Robo right Recall now, was yes. like an hour plus, wasn't it? The, yeah, but very repetitive. Um, Very repetitive. Yeah, so I would say for like narrative content like that, yeah, you're looking at like 20 to 40 minutes for games that cost 20 bucks. It's, it's a problem right now with VR. Um, I, let's, I, w- I really hope for the next Batman Arkham game that they at least like, if you can't play the in between scenes like show you at least a cutscene that you have to, like you can at least do a 360 on you know what i mean like at least have a cutscene where you hopping in the car and you're driving through gotham real fast maybe you're not in control but like you at least see you wouldn't happen. want to do that that would make people sick as fuck that's that's the catch is that the motion has to be relatively slow <clears throat> if you put people in like especially if they weren't controlling it but even if they were uh in like a fast moving thing you get fucking queasy as fuck. Those roller coaster games I put on the fucking Let's Plays of VR, those are too much. Oh, really? Yeah. You've I I, I immediately felt ill after one. You're, you're like, I think you put a comment on the, the the YouTube thing, like, do do the red coaster now, do the other. Co-. I'm like, I don't want to have to experience that shit again. Those things are actually not pleasant. Like, I I love real roller coasters, but the idea that your inner ear is experiencing everything that your eyes are makes it okay. When you just have your eyes feeling like you're on a roller coaster, it feels bad. Hmm. It's got it. That, that's why most VR games, even Robo Recall, but like even Batman VR, you, you teleport when you move because to physically be moving through the world, even on rails, is really unpleasant. That's something VR can't do. Wow. Not just from a perspective of they can't actually build it, but like. No, they could do it to. on a technical level. It's the human body that can't handle it. Yeah. You have to actually walk it. You yeah. need to actually walk the distance. Yeah. Or drive the car. Okay, wow, crazy. Well, then, okay. Well, then that being the case, I mean, this is going to make the next game much more difficult for you probably to handle, but then you should really do GTA Five. You should do that with your PC. Yeah, that's I, 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 there would be a lot involved there. That's not an official mod. That's like a... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, Reddit. it's like someone just screwing around with the, P, the first person POV, right? Yeah. 
Well, you should still do it though and review it. That'd be pretty crazy. I'd have to. I don't. I don't want to buy GTA Five for PC. It's like sixty bucks still. Well, I guess that was a good. You know, that was. A, that was. I like. I like your VR reviews, and you know, let's uh, let's um, get some more of those, folks. So I would love to see the additional Batman stuff. And if you can do GTA, that'd be great. And if you can do others, that'd be awesome too. Cool. Thank you very much. So, Felt, go ahead and read that. Uh, so let's get into Would You Rather, Noli. So, Felt, go ahead and read that. Cool Boy Nation, if there is a Would You Rather you would like us to discuss on a future podcast, please email us at thecoolboyspodcast at gmail.com. And now for this episode's Would You Rather. Cool Boy Nation, would you rather, it's the first time I'm seeing this and reading, let Arnold fist your asshole all the way to his elbow and then <laughs> fuck your asshole until he comes inside your asshole or fist your asshole all the way past his biceps and then fucks your mouth until he comes inside your throat. So that's okay. just gibberish. You just wrote words down, by the way. How would he come inside your asshole when he has yeah. his fist inside your asshole? I'll go with the latter. <laughs> no, because he, he comes, he goes, and then he fucks your asshole until he comes inside your asshole. I don't even know what I just read. <laughs> how would he fuck your mouth? Okay, I, I get how you would fuck your mouth and come in the, down your throat, but how would he do that while he also has his fist up your ass to your butt? No, when he's bus. done fisting you, then he fucks your asshole. And when he's done fisting you, then he fucks your throat. What's he fucking my mouth with? <laughs> his dick. His dick. Oh. <laughs> I think number two sounds vicious. <laughs> They're all vicious. He's going to fist my asshole all the way to his biceps. Pass. Pass fuck his biceps. Come until he comes in it. In your throat. In your throat. That's, that's horrible. This is both yeah. are fatal. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't survive. Have you seen his arm? You wouldn't survive having that inside you up to the bicep. That would cause two inch, twenty-two inch biceps. That would cause permanent intestinal damage, <laughs> and you would probably die of sepsis without immediate surgery. And so the the first one is him. He's fisting my asshole all the way to his elbow, right? And then he fucks my asshole until he until comes until he come, So he got he, he has his fist and his dick in there. No, no, he's fisting you for a while, but then when he's done fisting you up to his elbow. He puts his dick in your asshole, and then he fucks your asshole until he comes. The other one is he fists your asshole until it gets to his bicep until he's done doing that. And, and then, then he, he fucks mouth. your yeah. face until yeah. he comes in your throat. No, the, the second one is so vicious, I'm dead. <laughs> you'd, you'd die from the second one. You'd probably have severe uh, damage to you from the first one. Right. I think the first so. one, this is, I also suggest maybe we don't, we need, we need to come up with these in advance and, and think about them. More. Yeah, I just solved this on the spot, and I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm taken aback. These are these are brutal. I wrote this right next to my wife. Honestly, I was literally sitting next to my wife, and I was like, "What do you think of this?" She goes, "Michael, you're too much." Yeah, no, this is too much. This is beyond what I would normally write. This is beyond. Yes, I know. That's what I wanted to do. I, I wanted to yeah, go beyond no, what you would write. I. I I think I'm taking the first one just because I might live. (laughs) The first one's the one that's less likely to kill you. But either way, you're going to need serious medical attention immediately. (laughs) Like the idea that his 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 entire arm up to the elbow is in your ass. uh, And oh, and then he comes in your asshole like the cock's going to do any damage to you after that. (laughs) Like that's irrelevant. (laughs) And then it's or his entire arm up to the bicep. Oh, but then he's going to fuck your mouth and come. You think you'd mind? <laughs> you think you'd be awake? <laughs> I think I'm honestly dead at that point. This up to your body would be up to your fucking heart and lungs. 
Uh, uh, it wouldn't matter that he, a guy comes in your mouth afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> so it's the first one for me. Okay, so I think we're all in agreement then. We all want Arnold to come in our ass. <laughs> all right. That's easy. That was easy. Not really okay, the good. highlight of that part. <laughs> That's all right. Agreement. We all want Arnold to come in our ass. Well, that brings us to a close of tonight's episode. Be sure to listen. New episodes of the Cool Boys Podcast come out every Monday. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Cool Boys Podcast. You can email us at the Cool Boys Podcast at gmail.com. Be sure to like and subscribe to us on YouTube. And you can find us on YouTube by searching the Cool Boys Podcast. Uh, please rate and review us on iTunes at the Cool Boys Podcast. Uh, and you can donate to us on Patreon and receive a special additional episodes of Cool Boys After Dark and a Cool Boys shout out on our normal episodes that air every Monday. You can find Cool Boys on Patreon at patreon.com slash coolboyspodcast. Yeah, and then I just want to mention our Patreon goals once again. Uh, last time we spoke, our goal was $3. And currently we are at $2. So we should give a shout out to the two patrons who gave us the uh, $2 on uh, on uh, Patreon. So that shout out to Ballard. <laughs> uh, no, no problem, guys. And shout out to Felk. Yeah. Hey, according to Dan Quayle, I've been out of the country for a <laughs> All right. Well, hopefully by the next episode, we'll have $3 in our Patreon. Oh, and Cool Boy Nation, if you can donate too, that would be wonderful. We're trying to raise up to $135 so we can pay to have it uh, do this again next year. So that would be great. So anything you can contribute would be great. And if you can get every person to at least do $1, that would be wonderful. We really appreciate it. So thank you, Cool Boy Nation. Thank you for listening. Stay cool, Cool Boy Nation. Until next time, it's Bizies from me. That's Bizies from Ballad. And that's Bizies from Nolan. <laughs> All right, that's terrible, Arnold, but whatever. All right. That was terrible. That's Bizies from Ballard. That's uh, Bizies from Nolan. Uh, you're, you're cleared. We're good. You are standing American boy. You have excelled in all things. I pump while I dump. Oh, yeah. So cool. Oh, yeah. So cool. Oh, yeah. So cool. Oh yeah! <laughs> this episode of the Cool Boys podcast was brought to you by. Sorry, my eyes are my contacts are glazed over, probably because I'm so dehydrated after that fucking horrible diarrhea shit. <laughs> 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 Keep it. Get some cool, cool boys. boys. <laughs> <laughs> so serious. <laughs> <laughs>